Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a This is episode 438 for, oh my god, August 1st. Oh god damn. August oh, is gosh. here. Soon be oh. Christmas. <laughs> it's, uh, what's the, the yearly, um, it starts with Madden. That's, that's in August, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this month, yeah. Uh-huh. That's when, the, that's when the rollout starts. End of summer, start of fall. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Um, with us this week, we have John. Hello. And we have Jay. Buongiorno. Because everybody else canceled. <laughs> In fact, yeah, John, John technically canceled. I did. And I, I when you said everyone else has canceled, I decided that I better. I, this might, I was true to the cause. Yeah. And then I blew up Jay's email and his Twitter. I'm like, don't show up. Oh, wait, show up. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting, I was getting some mixed messages there, but you know, I got the right one at the end. That's okay. Matters. I, I always deliver mixed messages. Mm-hmm. <sighs> John gave up seeing Star Trek, so he's a real trooper. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I desperately want to see that film, but there's a possible, well, there's, it looks like we can change it to. Wednesday, so I'm going to go see it Wednesday. I'm going on Saturday to go see my squad. Your suicide squad. My squad. Not your squad. I uh, every I hate it because every trailer I see makes me not want to see that film, but I want to see that film because I want it to be good. You know, it's like, but the trailers, much like Superman versus Batman, the trailers didn't really. Ignite anything in me. Oh, they ignite everything in me. But okay. then again, that's my that's my jam. Like that particular set of characters and storylines, I'm super interested in. Well, uh, hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Well, uh, what was it the early preview reviews for Suicide Squad have been pretty unanimously good. Yeah. So I have I have oh, high I expectations. Yeah. I have I have heard that DC did the same thing they did to uh, Batman Superman. Where, Another extended cut thing. Yeah, there, there's a better movie uh, there that they cut, and I'm like, God damn it! They really want to sell those Blu-rays. <sighs> you know Ooh. what? I was gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> just, just put them. And it's not like Batman Superman where the original cut was three hours. Yeah. Because the uh, Suicide Squad was what two hours five minutes, I think. So it wasn't as if that not time constraint. Yeah, so they could have pushed it up to two twenty, two thirty. I mean, it's, it's, rated, it's rated R, right? Uh, I thought it was PG thirteen. Is it PG thirteen? Well, that's probably what it is then. Huh. A lot of content gets cut out for the rated R to rated PG thirteen. Yeah. 
you can probably see a little trend being set here for DC films. <sighs> that sucks, man. The Suicide Squad mm. is about a bunch of bad guys. Yep. They don't they don't take prisoners. They kill. I know. And then you make that movie a PG-13 and what, what Well, what you know, done? it's it's that whole Hollywood thing. You know, remember when Mortal Kombat came out and everybody's like it's rated PG-13. What? Mm-hmm. That movie turned out all right. Well, yeah, the the first one. No, the first that one, was yeah. that was more campy than, you know. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, Suicide Squad's pretty campy like Look at the people. I'll, who you are know, I'll watch the movie to judge it, but what I mean is that I think like Deadpool came out and said, like, "Hey, you can make a rated R movie, a superhero movie, and still get a lot of money." Oh, you absolutely, you did right. Oh, absolutely, I would love to see an R-rated, you know, movie centered around those characters, and maybe someday we'll get it. Yeah, but I think this is going to be all right. I hope so, anyway. But video games. Indeed. There's a lot of those to talk about for some reason. <laughs> we thought we we assumed that July was gonna be like a slow month. Like, I kept up on a bunch of things, but uh, not really. I'm gonna stuff say stuff. July has not been slow, for, at least for me. Yeah. Holy cow! There's been a lot of games. John, you want to talk about some games? No, I guess I can do. I'm gonna kick things off with a uh, a Dex. Oh Which... yeah, there's that game. Yeah, that's um, review. Has that gone up yet? Uh, yeah, what a Friday. Yes, yes. Um, read my review. It's... Uh, it's How yeah. the hell does that game have performance issues? I don't understand. And I, I did write in my review that I've also played the PC version, which, um, barring the control... Um, the problems I had with the controls, the game runs really well. Looks gorgeous. There's no tearing, no frame rate issues. But the Xbox One version is... Is in dire need of a patch of some sort because that thing runs like garbage. Um, that's not even taken into consideration the control scheme, which is <laughs> weird. Um, Picking up so, items with the Y button. Yeah, you ha- you interact with Y now. Although that's a button on a controller, it's completely the button that nobody else uses for that kind of it's thing. Like, you know, use like setting, X-ray. Yeah, it's like setting the B button on an Xbox controller to reload. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's, and it, it puts you off too many times. You can get used to it, but it's really jarring. Uh, and then there's the controlling of the character, the performance with the um, fighting. Uh, when you're fighting, uh, it's got a mechanic where you're punching melee attacks um, and you can... Um, block as well with uh, things left trigger and when you're attacking and they're attacking you you're constantly being pushed or they're being pushed and it makes the combat really awkward which is frustrating and the gun combat is a nightmare it just isn't very good at all so there's that game yeah it's it's a cool setting it's a bit generic in regards to its um, you know, futuristic style, but it's it's kind of nice to look at. It's got you know the two D style fits well with this sort of Blade Runner universe. Um, it just as long as it's not moving. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not moving. Um, and there's also a, it, it's meant to be an RPG, but it's very light in its mechanics. I mean, you just put your skills into melee, gunplay, um, health, um, lock picking. And that's about it. I think there's another. It's very, very light. You're not going to earn a huge amount of skills. And then on top of that, you've got this twin stick shooter component where when you hack a, uh, hack a computer terminal, you're then taken into this 
uh, this virtual world where you're hacking with a little node that fires whatever at these enemy viruses or the computer system and it's all a bit half hard um doesn't feel like a very good twin stick shoot at that part either luckily they're kind of that there's not a lot of them uh some of them are necessary to the story some of them are for optional bits and pieces but there's there's not a huge amount but that's uh, i'm looking at your review john <clears throat> and um the image that um, Ken used to put the, the banner thing, that looks like a really bad fan art of a Borderlands character. Is that official artwork? <laughs> That's official artwork. That's the, that looks uh... terrible. Um, to be fair, when... Again, I'm, I'm going to sort of uh, mention the PC version. When you play it on PC, it's actually really nice art style when it's moving and the, mm-hmm. the hair's flowing and the, the, the trench coat's sort of waving in, in, the, in the breeze. Uh, it, the Xbox One version just doesn't cut the mustard. Saying, um, <clears throat> "Okay, this I'm looking at this game. It looks like a, a game that could probably be on the Vita." Like, yeah, it's oh, it's it's, oh, perfect, yeah. it's it, there's no way the Xbox can't run it. It's just yeah. whoever built that version. Mm, ooh, they did half ass sound. Yeah, yeah they, they did not, not care. It is a poor and it isn't the same developer who that made the PC version. So there's where the disparity lies. Uh, it's a shame because it kind of it could have been better. It could have a little bit of extra work could have been could have been a little better. Um, so I'm <clears throat> also playing uh, for review. Uh, <laughs> I am Setsuna, which is Square's sort of take. It's on... It's not Square. Squ- Square yeah, it's Enix. Not Square. They're publishing it. It's a Tokyo RPG factory, but yeah, yeah, it's being funded and published by Square. Um, It's their take on a well, RPG JRPGs as you used to play them. You know, Final Fantasy two and three and Chrono Trigger. And I was going to say, I heard it's it's pretty much straight up Chrono Trigger, right? I couldn't tell you that. Well, I don't mean in quality, okay? okay? But my, you see. I take issue with the game um, when they call it I am Setsuna and the first thing they ask you to do when you meet Setsuna is change her name. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that's, so, that, that, I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's a minor detail. That's a, yeah, that's but a it's the name of the game. I left the name of Setsuna in the spirit of things. That's like Half-Life booting up and it's like, do you want to rename Gordon Freeman? Well, I am now playing the game I Am the One and Only. Um, you named them One and Only? No, that's a joke. It's a Chesney Hawk song, don't worry. Um, a what? Chesney Hawk's. Oh, God. He, he, uh, My American brain don't understand what you're saying right now, John. Uh, he's a he's a one-hit wonder in the 90s for a cheesy pop boy guitar playing. I'm the... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Duncan Jones puts his songs... Put his song in the moon and um, source code. I don't know if it's in Warcraft though. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I. It looks nice. It rips really, really nice. I kind of dig that kind of overhead view that does harken back to the old JRPGs, and it the new detail to the characters is quite nice. Some of the art style is quite nice for the the. the, the the portraits of the characters um 
it's really rinse and repeat kind of story. I mean, it's uh, essentially you are a mercenary hired to go and kill Setsuna. Um, when you get there, if you find out that she is a sacrifice to stop the monsters from coming, amazing that <laughs> never been heard before. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So you 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 go to kill her and then you bring her back. Let me guess, y'all like fall in love. Oh, I don't. I haven't got that far yet. I but bet that's it's what happens. Happen. <laughs> then you decide, but you're won over by her charm, and you are going to help her on a pilgrimage. That, um, well, to be fair, she makes the argument that, like, well, if you come with me to the end of this journey, I'm gonna die anyway, so your job will be finished either way. Yeah, that's a bit of a weak argument. If he's gonna do his job properly, he'd have just done it, but. Um, Just slit her throat, credits roll, we're good. Yeah, that would have been a nice short game. Uh, So you go on a pilgrimage, and the pilgrimage, uh, you know, stop me if you heard this before, even includes a bitted old ex-guardian of a previous sacrifice who feels he needs to redeem himself and has a big sword and his eye covered up. Sounds a (laughs) bit like Final Fantasy X, if you ask me. Oren was a way better character. Oren sure. is is an awesome that, that's, character. That's kind of the argument I've heard about this game is like they they kind of mimic a lot of the stuff that that tugs at your nostalgia, but the characters are not as good as your nostalgia. They're very. I mean, they're very. The characters are very cliched, and you know, you've got the 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 rough grizzled old guardian. You've got the innocent Setsuna. You've got this mercenary who doesn't speak a lot. You've got this angry, plucky uh, other guardian. I can't remember her name. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it. The they just don't shine for me. They don't stand out as interesting characters unlike uh i mean like, this is coming off the back of tokyo mirage sessions which another jrpg obviously very different very modern they're taking the uh genre further with you know new dy- you know dynamic systems and cool storylines and funny characters i care about those characters in tokyo mirage uh, sessions um they were fun to uh, watch and read the dialogue. Great. This, by default, it, it can't be as complex, but it doesn't mean you can't make the characters complex. Um, you know, they they could all have you know nuances to to them uh, each character that makes them interesting. Good dialogue helps, but there doesn't seem to be that much of that either. Um, but my biggest issue with it, and I don't know if you've experienced the same as well, Jay. Mm-hmm. My good God, do they throw in all of these stupid systems that just confuse me? Did you figure out how to use the momentum system? Um, well, is that yeah? You just hit the um, the square button. Yeah, square attacking. button. Yeah. yeah, and that, but it doesn't tell you exactly what it does. And then you've got talismans that mm-hmm. can do that. You can load your tech into your tech is your magic. Um, but they've also got fusion. It's yeah. a, that's a, that's a, it just and it's a lot of it's piled on within the first sort of two or three hours. It's a lot of stuff to take in for a JRPGs that's meant to be um, likened to the older, you know, early nineties uh, JRPGs. And the systems are just so over convoluted. It didn't need to be that way. Um, so there's me trying to concentrate on the story, but I'm also trying to concentrate on exactly what the hell I'm meant to do in a battle. 
because you've got about 15 different things that you uh, are triggering or activating or uh, well it's not, it's, it's not it's not that many i'm exaggerating yes but, but the, the problem is it's very obscure with what you're trying to do and also the fact that a lot of your modifiers for your skills trigger off randomly that adds like a little bit of like grindiness that the game really didn't need and the game is already easy and anyway like i i've never found like a single encounter in that game that was difficult like if you know how to use the momentum system and you know what skills gel well with it, it's really a cinch. But the problem is like the game doesn't even show you your attack radius. If you do Chrono Trigger or something like that, which the game takes like so many inspirations from, whenever you do an AOE attack, it shows you the circle and the radius and mm. the enemies that's going to be hit by it. This game doesn't do that, even though it has area effect spells and attacks. So you just have to guess and hope for the best. You know, you have a basic idea of around what area that hits. and just got to go for it. Because sometimes it won't land on the enemies that you're expecting. And it's such a such a small detail. I don't know why they didn't do it. Because they copy everything else from Chrono Trigger. Why can't they copy the rest of it? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the pinnacle of game design, right? Just uh, do it and hope for the best. Yeah, it, do, it, doesn't seem, it doesn't seem very good. And also, uh, I don't think you mentioned this yet, John. But the whole entire soundtrack is, is, is a piano arrangement. So every hmm. single song is pianos. And, I mean, the songs themselves are quite good, and some of the tracks are quite beautiful. But when the entire soundtrack is piano-oriented, it, there's, like, a certain mood of, like, urgency that the game tries to present. And it's like a piano going... Doo, 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 and it's, it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't no. set the mood. Uh, no, you're, you're right. It, that's just... Oh, I'm... I'm disappointed that yeah. I'm not enjoying this as much as I'd hoped I would. That's yeah. depressing because that game seemed like it was going to hit a lot of really good things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it it ticked all the right boxes when it was announced. Um, and again, I think it looks lovely. Um, it, yeah. it really does. Um, it's just playing it. I, I was hoping to feel something more and I didn't. Which you know, I'll keep on plugging on it. You know, hopefully it all could get better and I'll I enjoy it more. But again, coming off the back of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is, I, I wouldn't is, I wouldn't compare those two games. They're, no, but they are still both JRPGs. Um, very different, of course. But when I've just spent fifty hours in one, which has been nothing but a joy, to then spend a lot of time with another where it's more of a chore you can it, it, it's yeah it doesn't help so well if you're, yeah if you're coming off of a high and also when yeah. the, john was talking about the characters being cliche and stuff like that i think cliche and things that were established previously that's fine because this game is clearly paying homage to the olden jrpgs like the classics obviously one of them being uh Chrono Trigger, and maybe you know the whole reference to Guardians. Maybe they were also re- making reference to Final Fantasy X. I don't know what the intentions of the developers are, but when it comes down to it, you can make an archetypal character and plug it into your game, and it can work based on the way you execute that character, like based uh, based on the design, based on the way they speak, based on. If you think about a lot of the characters from Chrono Trigger, uh, you haven't played it, John. I haven't, no. no. Uh, did you play it, Ken? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, that character, I mean, uh, that, that game is filled with characters. Yeah. Like, you have you have a robot, you have a talking frog. The frog is the best. 
Yeah, and he's just he just calls himself Frog, you know? <laughs> and it's fantastic. He talks he talks like an olden knight, all proper. You have like a cave cave woman, you know. She's she's all about using her fists, and everything comes into their personality. All their move sets really dramatically different from everyone else's. Their manner of speaking very different, and obviously, you know, their character designs are awesome too. So you don't you don't really see that in I Am Setsuna. It just feels. It just feels kind of lifeless in a lot of ways. The the game kind of portrays this like icy icy world. You know, it's constantly like uh, snowing in a lot of places, and it just kind of feels depressing. And I get that this is kind of a solemn adventure where you're seeing this young woman off to die on a on a quest that may or may not bear any kind of fruit. So yeah, it's a depressing thing, but at the same time, you can make that enjoyable. You can make it interesting, and I don't think I am Setsuna does that well. So it's a disappointment. Mm. Yeah. So, um, uh, anything else I've played? No, that's about it, really. Um, that and some more Tokyo Mirage sessions. I did also try. Um, oh come on! You. I was gonna say, are we gonna talk about it? We happy for you. Which, um, uh, yeah, uh, I I don't know how to feel about this game. I. I think it's like I think it's a people. bad game. I I haven't played it enough. I've got past the bit that everyone uh, saw at E3, which is, which is which essentially is, just that was yeah. a terrible thing to show because that is not the game. No, it is. It is not. Um, so once you get past that, you for some bizarre reason, um, once the coppers, the policemen. Uh, once they hit you over the head, they don't cart you off to jail or anything. You just find yourself in a like a boiler room, which um, is your safe house. <clears throat> which is your safe house. And there's a woman hung in your safe house. Yes, yes. Which is a bit yeah. Um, and turns out this game is a procedurally generated survival game. Uh huh. So. Uh, it looks very pretty, but it's it doesn't play overly well. Um, the combat, which is quite crucial uh, in certain areas when you have a mob set upon you, um, the the combat's a bit floaty, I guess, a bit... So it's, a, it's, a, it's akin a lot to Skyrim. It's, um, it's Without a weapon, yeah. Without, well, you do, well, you weapons, do get but, weapons, yeah. but yeah, it's it's got that kind of weird weighty thing where like the hits don't feel impactful yeah that's yeah um and there the world you're in i think wellington wells is oh i think that's the name of the town that you're that's proper british governor cool blimey um (laughs) yeah you you leave your safe house and you're in this world and it's very run down because You've not taken your joy, which is the pills that the government used to control the populace. Um, so you can see things how they actually are, whereas other people may not. They may actually see something very, very different. Um, and you are sent... I mean, this is early access, but you're sent on a bunch of fetch quests or various little bits and pieces. Um, you can search letterboxes and tables and even toilets for items that you then use to craft things like weapons, bandages, healing items, lock picks. I mean, this is a survival game, first and foremost. You've got four meters at the top of the screen. 
You've got yes. hunger, water, tired, health, and something else. And I like as soon as I saw those meters, I'm like, oh, that's what this is. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I like survival games. I mean, I, the amount of time I've spent in, in Don't Starve, I don't even want to know. Um, when they're made really well, I, I think this game should have shouldn't be out yet. Uh, they've said... Well, yeah, they it's are, early access, right? Yeah, yeah, but then I understand that early access is a good thing, but in some cases it might be worth to put it on the boil for a bit longer. Um I mean, they're not giving any, giving any of the story away. They don't want to do that until the final version's out, which is absolutely fair enough. Um, so it's kind of a few areas that you've got access to and some, uh, a few you know, side quests and various bits and pieces. They have said it could be up to a year before this game is actually released, which is... That seems, again, quite... it seems ridiculous to me because, first off, you mislead people into thinking it's a linear, narrative-driven game. Mm-hmm. And then it appears that it's a really bad open world procedurally generated survival game. And now people get a bad impression because anybody can play this. If you have an Xbox One, uh, there's a trial. It's free. Yes. You can and play I would it. recommend anyone do that first. Yeah, you can play it for like an hour and it's free. And I guarantee you in that hour, you will not care about this game anymore. I've seen some people liking what they played of it. Laura loves it. Laura's playing yes. it right now. She's putting probably f- maybe five, six hours into it so far. She's really liking it. Um, so I think it certainly has an appeal for some people. I just, I don't know what I was expecting. I, th- I know exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting a very British Bioshock. Mm. And that looked <laughs> incredible. Mm. Like, I love that opening <laughs> sequence. I really, really do. I, I like the kind of like macabre feel to that game, and then when you actually finish that part and get out in the world, it is it's not completely different. It's yeah. not fun. It's just like I, I could have accepted if it, if it had been a good survival game. I'd have been like, okay, this is not for me, but that could be cool. But it's just bad. I still have hope. I still have hope that they still got like off. a year left, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's maybe be not show it one. now. That's my yeah, that's I, my I, point. I yeah. completely agree. When it's what's in, in a rough shape, but I think they thought like, hey, we're a survival game, and every <laughs> single survival game in the universe goes through early access. So I guess we should probably do that too. And maybe that was their train of thought, but didn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe show a different trailer at E three then, and not give people yeah. false. And yeah. also, like, did anyone play Bioshock, you know, Bioshock 1, 2, Infinite, and say, uh, one man, I wish yeah. this was open world? No. I never, I... That, that thought never even crossed my mind, and it feels like that's kind of what this is, and I don't I don't want that. I never asked for that. No. That. There are certain games that lend themselves well to open world, and the reason Bioshock was good was not because I was like, hey, I want this bigger. Mm. I don't want an open world. It's kind of like... When you compare Asylum to City, you know, City's a great game, but it does not need to be open world. No. It really no. does not. And it was weaker because of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Asylum is still one of the best games of last generation because it was a, li- it was a linear, it, tight experience. Yeah. yeah. It knew exactly what it was doing. You knew it, 
yeah, you you send it to open world and you, you lose some of that effect, uh, especially in the case of Arkham uh, Asylum, that the whole tension building throughout the whole of the game with the yeah, you lose all of that with an open world. I think. You know, Just Cause is a good open world game. Grand Theft Auto is a good open world game. Bioshock, that's not something I want open world. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was um, uh, disappointed to that, but I, I still have hope. But I don't think I will touch that for a little while. I think I'll be playing that, coming back to that six, seven months. That's one of those games. It... That's one of those games that now that I've played it, unless like when it comes out, when it officially launches, people are just ranting and raving about it. I will probably never look at that game again. I mm. just, I just lost all interest in that game as soon as I found out what it was and that it was not a good one of those. Well, to me, I, I had the same kind of impression with that uh, game Neo. Uh, you know that demo, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, that the, thing with the, the camera, Dark Souls thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when we were all really negative about it, right? Yeah. And then people were coming to me on, like, Twitter and stuff like that and telling me about, like, some mechanics that I might have missed or certain things here and there. And when I look at, like, the interviews of the developers and how they're changing the game, I'm going to give that game another shot. And that's coming after I said that, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this game. And I think games have enough room to change. And when it comes down to, like, games like that where it's so far off, I think it's it's fair to give it another shot because there's so much work that can be done in it within a year. Oh, absolutely! It's a completely different game, but that it's could also be like your amazing game. Yeah, but it's also a matter of you like that kind of game. I'm not a huge survival game guy, mm. so unless people come out and are like, "Man, this this is you know this is the tits," you need to play this. Right. You know, I just like I'm not a big Dark Souls guy. Like people talk about those games, I'm like, ah, I'm not really into these. It's not my thing. Um, but just the way a lot of people took to Bloodborne made me continue to go back to that game because I felt like there was something there. Right. Whereas Dark Souls is Dark Souls. I don't really like it. I try it every time. I usually make it about the same amount of distance into those games and then give up. Gotcha. So. But yeah, unless somebody comes out and says this is the greatest survival game ever made, I will probably never touch it again. <laughs> Which I doubt that, right? Because No Man's Sky launches next week, right? Right? Yes. <laughs> who's, uh, who's covering that for us? Uh, if, if we get one, it's Drew. Okay. He has taken the bullet and said he would do it, and I'm like, yeah, I am absolutely not doing this. <laughs> I pre-ordered I my to... copy so I could be part of the zeitgeist, but I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't think I want to uh, touch no. that for a review. No. That would be scary. <laughs> In the words of Consuela, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's pretty much all I played, to be fair. All right. Well, Jay, you got other stuff besides Setsuna? Sure do. I uh, played a heck of a lot of Monster Hunter Generations with, uh, with Drew and some other people, along with some solo play. And um, this is basically a Monster Hunter's greatest hits. That's what I it's hear. Not, yeah, it's not It's not the next Monster Hunter game. It's just, like, snippets of the best monsters and, like, things that you could do in the previous games. It also houses basically every area in the, the mainline Monster Hunter games, which means that there's a lot, of, a lot more variety in the areas that you visit. And also the, the sheer amount of quests and monsters you can hunt is crazy. And also the, the biggest new additions are these things called Hunter Arts and Hunter Styles, which adds a huge, 
huge caveat to the standard uh, combat because before it was basically you you block, you dodge, or you get hit. That was the three different things that you can do. But with the the added uh, styles, you have something called aerial mode, where you can actually launch yourself off of any object, including like your own teammates or off the monster itself, and then just launch yourself into the sky and just try to do an aerial attack, try to mount the monster. Uh, it's, it's really it's really quite crazy. They also added like an adept style that uh, kind of has you has a reward system for you playing on the edge. So basically, if a monster is about to kill you or about to attack you and you dodge at the right second it'll do like this really elaborate dodge making you invulnerable for that specific amount of time and then increase the damage you do for a short time so it's like very high risk high reward kind of play style there's also these uh, hunter arts that unlock with each weapon um there's i mean it's some of the stuff that you can do in that game makes it look like it's like an anime game sometimes like there's like one one attack that Drew loves to do is like a Sakura slash, where he just takes like a dash back, like sheaths his sword and just just jumps in, just slices and dices like a couple of times. Does he yell slice like and a, dice? Slice yeah, and yeah, dice. Yeah. It looks like a, something out of like Bleach or Naruto or some shit. Uh, so they get they got some really elaborate and nifty looking moves this time around, and I think the combat system is probably the best of the bunch because of these hunter styles and so many builds. You could do with the various weapons and the hunter styles and arts that you can fit in. So yeah, Hunter Gen- uh, Monster Hunter Generations is great. Uh, there's no there's no G rank mode in this one, but there's like hyper monsters and deviants and all this other stuff for end games. So it still has plenty of content. Uh, it's great. Uh, I loved it. Um, I put like 80, 90 hours into it. Probably go back to it, but I'm still playing some other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. You guys should check it out sometime. That's that another one of those that's just not for me. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. I've I, tried. I just can't break into Monster Hunter. Yeah, I, I, even, I even tried the... Because um, I don't like playing games that complex on a portable system. I even tried the Wii U version, and I just uh-huh. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a game that demands your time and inve- investment of basically your knowledge. And you have to accept the fact that you're going to go in, you're going to feel weak at the start. But the beauty of this game comes from your knowledge, your skill becoming the thing that really sets you apart. You can beat the game, the last final final enemy that the game throws at you, with your starting weapon and when, with no armor, if you're good enough. Because if you, as you fight the monsters, you understand their patterns, their tells, what they're weak against, their weak parts, and all the things in between. When that hits like a critical point and you're attacking and killing monsters that were giving you a hard time without taking a single hit, it makes you feel like a god. And that's what that's one of the best parts of the Monster Hunter game. And plus, you do that in co-op, you know? And then watch Drew, like, die twice, and then laugh at him. But, you know, it's good times. Um, well, but, Drew, yeah. you know, he, he beat Dark Souls. Yeah, he did, he did beat Dark Souls, so, you know. I, you know which you, which you'll hear me heckle him many times if you watch our video series of Fury. I, uh, I watched that Fury series. It's hilarious. <laughs> you guys have any more of those? Uh, there's two more left, and you'll get to see him completely. He just gives up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this, he doesn't beat the boss that he got stuck on with the the mirrors, right? Uh, no, yeah, the old man. Yeah, yeah, he that's the one that that broke him. Yeah, that's the that's the one where it actually starts getting hard. Yeah, so, how yeah. how is that? Because you're using SharePlay. Does how is that using that for uh, like a a Twitch based kind of game like that? It's good. He was the one playing on my PlayStation. 
So yeah, that's pretty. I'm, I was quite surprised because when you said it, you, you were share playing it. I thought, oh, that's a bit. Yeah, um, we, a we game were, like that. We know? were curious if it was going to work, and we tried it out. And I was like, all right, go into practice mode and see how it feels. And he was like, it's fine. No, that's good. So yeah, we recorded seven episodes of that, and he gave up, which sucked because that was our like inaugural game. <laughs> yeah, starting with the game he already gave up on. Yeah, and he already broke on that game, and I'm like, ah, come on. But we uh, Soma starts Monday. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm going to watch that, but not until I've played Soma. Ooh, it's uh, we have we literally have an episode for every day in August already. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we've got 24 episodes of that shot already. So much good so, content. Yeah. Are yeah. you planning on doing those? Like, are you going to complete the games? Or yes, that, that's the point. That is the point is to complete them. Drew just gave up on Fury because <laughs> he why wouldn't you? <laughs> he's yeah, he got. But we got uh, he's starting Strider this week because he's never played that. Oh, is, it, yeah. is that the um, the double the, heel, the double helix one? The new one, oh, the yeah. remake thing, yeah. And God. then we're doing uh, Earth Defense Force when Soma's finished. Oh God. Uh, Earth Defense Force. That's gonna be a lot of like separate missions and stuff, I guess. Yeah, the co-op for four point one. That's what we're doing. But uh, I think some of us an excellent playthrough that you guys are doing. And John, you should definitely play it, man. I gave that game a nod in my game of the year last year for a good reason. I it's... got it. I picked it up when it was dirt cheap in the UK <laughs> the other week. It was like four pounds something stupid. Um, I I definitely want to play that, but it's one of those games where I'm kind of. Me and the missus are going to sit there together, and we're going yeah, to sort of experience a thing. That's a lovely, that's a lovely way to play that game. That's perfect yeah. for that. That game mm. is the ultimate. Like for the first, four, I'd say for the first three and a half, four hours of that game, total false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And now that we've gotten later into it, and a certain something has appeared, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> that game isn't that scary, but it has some good moments. You know, the uh, tension and... in the part that I'm at right now, like you see it in the last episode we recorded, which you won't be able to see till like the end of August. But like you can just see like my defeat on my face. Like I don't fucking do this. Right? I don't fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're not even playing. It's no, no, no. I'm playing this. This is oh, me. you're playing this. Like, yeah, this one's me. Okay. So gotcha. But yeah, it's like you just hear me like I can't, and the screams, man. Yeah, some, some good sound design in that game. Yeah, I got uh, I did it to Drew a couple times on purpose because he's he's a funny one to see react to the scares. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the scream of the the one that you linked on the email. That's <laughs> hilarious. Screams like a little girl, man. He's Fantastic. like, oh shit, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's been a fun playthrough so far, so. Looking forward to finishing that. I think we're really close. We're we're well past halfway. Yeah, so. it's not it's not that long of a game. But definitely definitely worth a playthrough. Um, the other game that I played and I'm currently still playing through for review. I'm gonna probably write the review tonight or tomorrow. I think. Uh, Sh- uh, Shiren the Wanderer. Um, it has some kind of subtext there too, but I forget what it is. Like the Devil's Tower or Fortune Tower or whatever. This has apparently um, been around for a while. Yeah, we've only gotten two games localized in the States, but apparently it's part of the Mystery Dungeon series. Um, I think Etrion also did a Mystery Dungeon thing, and also I think Final Fantasy maybe. Too. But anyway, they, they had a lot of these games, and these are, as um, 
They're the favorite types of games for Ken. They're roguelikes. Oh, boy. Specially <laughs> generated. My favorites. Yeah, yeah. And then when you die, you lose all of your items. And oh, your, man. And sign me up. I know. This is your favorite <laughs> thing. And this game is 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 really... At, at, the, at the start, it felt really easy for a roguelike. I was like, oh, I'm breezing through this game. This game is easy. And then after I hit a certain point, I'm at like a wall where it just keeps murdering me over and over again, and I have to grind through the earlier levels to get better equipment. But if I die, I lose all that equipment again, so I have to grind for that again. And there's like fallback strategies where you can bank some money and bank some items and stuff like that so you don't lose it. And then maybe request for a rescue, which never works because not enough people play this game. But um, it has some really neat ideas, but I will tell you one thing. I think this game has more tutorials than any other game I've ever played in my life. There's I the the game starts you off with three pages of tutorial, and each page has about six things you have to go through. They're like six mini tutorial scenarios that you have to play through. So it's not like a reading thing. You have to actually play through these scenarios, and then so there's like let's say three pages, six of them each page, right? Eighteen. I beat the three pages. Two more pages unlocked. I was like, all right, fine. I'll do these two because they seemed important. And they are because these are all the things they're going to encounter during the dungeon. And then, okay, I, finally, I finished 30 different tutorial missions. And then four more pages unlock sure. of tutorial. And I'm like, holy shit, this never ends. And I just finished all of that. And finally, I was like, okay, I think I'm done with the main tutorials. And then a mini game unlocks. And I was like, oh, cool, mini game. I, I guess I'll check this out. And then that mini game has nine pages of tutorials for a fucking mini game inside the game that I just did like ten pages of tutorial for. I, I have, I, I get that they're optional, but they're important because if you don't know these things, you'll get murdered in the dungeon. So, man, this game is fucking brutal. It's just tough, man. I put a lot of hours into it, but I haven't made as much progress as I would like before I write the review. Which sucks because I mean that I just have to just kind of keep plowing through because there's no. There's hey, when no you're when you're writing when you're writing the review, just delete it and start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I make a typo, I'll just delete <laughs> it and start over. Make it the true roguelike review that it deserves. <laughs> and before you can read the review, I I have to make sure that you go through these nine pages of tutorial scenarios before you can read it. You know, just in case. Yeah. Get the right context. It's a prerequisite. You have to. It's kind of like those accepting the terms and conditions. You got to yeah. do that. <laughs> I'm sure everyone reads those, right? You know, I uh, I read them all the time. Exactly. No Every matter word. how long they are. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, this game is is tough. I'm I'm enjoying some of the things that it does, and it has its own like uh, dumb kind of charm. But to me, like I've I've never really been a big fan of roguelike. I don't I don't hate the genre as much as Ken does, but I've only enjoyed maybe a handful of the things in the genre. So this one is a, is a tough one for me to crack. But I can see how it's good for the people that really like this kind of game because it has a lot lot to do it with the mechanics and everything uh, going on. Uh, and the other game that I played is a game that I think John already talked in depth about, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <sighs> I. I booted it up. I started playing it. I actually got pretty far. I'm on chapter four now. Yeah, chapter four. So oh, wow. Have... You have you, you are very close. Yeah, so I, I hear like chapter six is like the end or something like that. So uh, it, Yeah, that's the, the final chapter. Uh, I will say one thing that, that John hasn't pointed out. This game is goofy. It's very goofy. Yeah. Like, 
this is one of those things where, in order to learn any life lesson or, oh, I learned to tie my shoelaces, a light bulb comes out of the body of the person. It's like, I know how to tie my shoelaces. And then you gotta go craft and craft a thing that lets them learn a skill in order to do that. And it just really campy and dumb, but it's fun. And, you know, it has its own. It's, it's definitely part of its charm, but that yeah, whole, yeah. um, it's weird when so for example when you complete a side quest or part of the story uh the main cat or certain main characters will um uh develop these new performers which just bring forth out of their chests um that they can then use to learn these new skills which are quite cool it that's the weirdest bit is because one of the characters got massive tits essentially because obviously it's a jrpg and whenever the cutscene happens that she's uh got a new performer all you see is her pushing her chest out and looking down at it it's just completely weird yeah it's a silly game and um I'm enjoying the combat now that I've got the session things all worked out. Oh, session stuff's so, so good. There, I wish there was a way to make that go faster, though. Because, boy, when you have sessions that go up to, like, 20, and you've seen all these attacks, like, a billion times, I mm. wish I, I could press one <laughs> button and just make all the damage register and then but just it, be done with it. It is quite awesome when you're able to chain those together and you just do absolute massive damage. Yeah, you do you do bonkers damage, and the ad lib being random kind of gets me because ad lib yeah. attacks are so powerful that when they come out, it can completely trivialize a boss fight. And then when they don't, you're like, you can't. There's no way for you to trigger it. I mean, manually. No, it's random. Yeah, yeah, it's just random. So this seems like a really huge thing. Like, uh, what to, did to you think of? Chance. What did you think of the character Barry? Uh, Barry um, is a very <laughs> Japanese interpretation of a of a, of a white man. Well, he's like a, a I think he's a very, taco. I think he's a very yeah Japanese representation of a of a, a a white man who likes Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's very so he's a weeaboo. Weird. Yeah, he's typically a, a weeaboo. Um, he's I mean he's not bad. I mean I like the fact that they really exaggerate. They 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 go for it. You know. They go mm-hmm. for these character tropes, and they there's no breaks on this fucking train. No. It just keeps, just keeps going. Hey, if you're gonna uh, do it, man, do it. Yeah, do just, it right. just go full, full force. You know, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with I, that. I think him and Mamory's ad lib is. Did the you do? Best. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say her name was Mamory's? One of the characters' name is Mamory. Yes, Mamory. Yeah. I thought you said Mamory. Well, that's how I would pronounce it, Mamory. You know what? I'm, uh, never mind. Yes, yeah, I do. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what that is. I didn't write this. I, I just, didn't. I just want to make sure I wasn't hearing things. But I, him and her, their ad lib is hilarious. He I, have, up I, have, a, I have done, got, gotten there yet, but uh, oh my, he dresses up in a dog suit. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. You know what? What I like about this game, I think this game does it better than any other game I've seen it. Seen it try. Is that fucking like line message system that they send all the time? Like oh, little that... big message things on, that pop up on your Wii U pad. That's yes. great. It adds it's... so much personality to the characters. It, it is quite cool. Have you noticed how? Um... Oh god, I can't even think of a name. Ma- Mazu- Mrs. Mizuki. Is it Mizuki? Shouldn't know that one. Mazari. Who are you talking? The, the, the Fortuna Entertainment. The, the head, the, the woman. Michael, Michael. Michael. Um, her ones um, are all drink related. 
Yeah, just uh, you know, she also has her own little emoticons with the bunny and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has a lot of personality. And um, the thing is, I, I've seen other games try it, like Digimon Cyber Sleuth try something similar, but it failed miserably because it couldn't. Obviously, the translation was terrible. But secondly, it just didn't have the the character uh, personalities that this game does. So mm. I'm enjoying the game. I think the combat engine is pretty interesting. I like the whole idea with the sessions, especially yeah. when it really starts to open up. I just wish you could just kind of skip through the animation when you get tired of it. It kind of like reminds me of like the Disgaea games where you can have those like five, six man combos, and then you can just press one button, and then the damage will register, and it'll be done. Yeah, that is probably its its weakest link. Is that is that you, if you gain, it's okay when you're doing. Maybe a, a four or five uh, session combo, but when it starts getting to into the teams, like 15, yeah, it's like oh, come on, yeah, it's it's kind of a one button to speed it up or something like that would be cool, but that's not to take away that combat is so so entertaining. Yeah, yeah and the fact that you can also you know level up your weapons uh, and try to get new skills, and you can actually level them up again to level up your innate skills even higher. Yeah. It has it has it has a lot of neat mechanics, and also the other that other fact is that the game asks you to go out of the dungeon so many times, like just to go get this, go get that. There's a lot of walking around that doesn't really need to be there. Um, but how did you? That, okay. How did you find the the dungeons themselves? Because obviously they, unlike say for example Persona, they are theme based. So the pu- yeah. there are puzzles within the dungeon that are um, unique to that dungeon, so to speak. Uh, I. I guess you've done the TV studio one. Yeah, yeah, which, I'm at the I'm at the boss of the TV station at this point. Because um, that one uh, with all of the changing rooms mm-hmm. is uh, that one. I think next to the camera was the most difficult, um, but it's. I still think it's really cool. It again, it gives you purpose uh, in yeah, the dungeon. Yeah. Gives you something else to do, which is really quite cool. <laughs> Every every RPG game I've been playing lately has been really phoning it in as far as the dungeon uh, design goes. So this one is good because it actually keeps things interesting. It's not the same mechanics over and over again. It's, mm. It plays the theme of that dungeon with the person. You know, you're going to a set, right? You got to pick the right set to go into, and they tell you which one. There's like LCD panels on the floor. You got to reset, and there's all these like little minute details that you go into, and it's it's a, it's a it's good because that's what I was afraid of, you know, because because the Persona games are all procedurally generated dungeons, you know, kind of boring. Yeah, they look different, but they play basically the same, except yeah. for small, small fractions. So I think this game does um, uh, dungeons uh, pretty well. I, I enjoy them so far. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish the rest of the game, and uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty good. And the, and the fact that you know I got into this game because of recommendations from John and many other people, even though I'm not a fan of things like idols and such kind of speaks to the quality of the actual gameplay and the characters, even though a lot of the themes and stuff are the kind of cringeworthy, in my opinion. But the the core mechanics and the characters are good enough that it carries the rest of this game, regardless of the theme. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the recommendation. I appreciate it. Uh, and I, I played some more Overwatch. I played... I beat... Uh, I was playing last night, and this one team was a group of people... And they kept going with uh, the singular characters. We were playing against like five Mays and like a Widowmaker, like like two two Reinhardt and like five like uh, four McCrees. You playing in competitive? Uh, yeah. And then it was really nonsensical team things, you know, kind of like really cheesy stuff. But then we just beat them every time, and uh, it felt good. Felt good. Yeah, I got I got back into that game heavy this week, and 
I played three separate nights and God damn. <laughs> it's a good game, man. Oh man, I'm having a ball with that game. Uh, does the game feel better after the uh, the nerf of um, Torb? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not a lot of people are using him. Good. Oh, on Xbox One. Um, every now and then during a defensive match, somebody would pick him up. But yeah, he's a lot easier to deal with now mm-hmm. uh, on the console. And uh, t- thankfully, I waited long enough after Anna hit that people aren't playing tons of Annas. <laughs> right. So, uh, we. Anna, Anna would be a pretty tough character to use on the console, actually. Yeah, uh, the guy I was playing with, uh, Justin, he tried her one match, and then he was like, yeah, this is not me. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you need, you need a couple hours investment just to be decent with Anna at this point. Yeah. She's a tough character to play well. She is. Uh, we did see quite a few of her when we were playing, though, so that's cool. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, Overwatch continues to be a great game. They're, gonna, they're talking about uh, new maps, uh, new characters, talking about Sombra and everyone else. Because Anna, people assumed, was going to be Sombra, but apparently she's not. And they have all these Easter eggs and all these hidden messages about a hacker, maybe a stealth character. Um, you know, maybe her ultimate, uh, they're saying that um, her ultimate is actually going to be something that allows someone else to become stealth for a time. So imagine like putting stealth on like a diva, having her go in the middle of their team just exploding, you know, or putting it on Reaper, you know, Death Blossom. The the possibilities are endless. Yeah, so the I'm, diva, I'm diva definitely got a a jump in usage. Yeah, huge huge upgrade. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people using her now, which is cool because that's the character that the guy I play with plays with mostly. So he okay. was he was actually oh, he's, getting he's, he's ecstatic then because yeah. better. He was uh he was actually getting a lot of plays of the games and doing a lot of the wiping out the base and just it, it, that character's a lot better now. But let's all be honest, Junkrat's still the best. All right, <laughs> you like Junkrat? Yeah, Junkrat is pretty awesome. He's just so much fun to play, whether close range or far range. Yeah, I over. got uh, I got two epics in a row out of my loot boxes when I hit twenty five and twenty six. Nice. I got two uh, epics. So what are your legendaries so far? Um, Did I get a legend? I don't know. I got purples. Sorry. Yeah, those are epics. But what I mean is that if you got to level 25, you should have had at least one guaranteed legendary by now. Nope. There should be a mercy rule for every 25 level. You should have gotten some. Either it was a legendary gold or legendary something, but you must have gotten something. The purple all. that I got at 25 was gold. And I was I like, "Fuck you, game." Maybe, then, maybe look into the thing. Yeah, but when I hit twenty six, I got a new emote for Junkrat, and I was pretty happy because it's the one where he stands on his on his tire, oh, the tire, and then does a little dance. He does. Yeah. Little, he uses his mind as a top hat. Did you Did you buy an intro for Junkrat? Please tell me you did. Not yet. I'm. I don't have a thousand gold yet. No, uh, an intro for intro only costs I think two hundred or four hundred. Is it only that? Because the ones I was looking, maybe it was the skin I was looking at. Yeah, the skins cost a thousand, but the intros only cost two hundred, four hundred. And since you get to play the game decent amount of time, you should buy an intro. That's good because Junkrat's intros are awesome. Yeah, Junkrat's. I checked them out; they're pretty awesome. But uh, yeah. I, I, the since I got the dance every time we're waiting on the objective to open, I just stand there and dance for everybody. <laughs> Some extra entertainment for the price. Oh yes. God. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. I played a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. I played through Abzu, but I can't talk about it, and I want to talk about it. I've heard, I've heard very good things. Yeah, that game's out on Tuesday, and I think you should check it out. Okay. 
Wait till how, uh, can you can you talk about how long the game is or no? I would not feel comfortable saying okay. that. Yeah. Let's just say if you played Journey. Yeah. It's made by the same people, right? Uh, it's made by the art director. He went off and formed his own team called Giant Squid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is done by Austin Wintry. Same nice. guy that did the music yeah. from. Uh, oh, that's that sweeping, sweeping orchestral oh. arrangement for Journey was so good. So I expect nothing less. Wait till uh, just hearing it during the parts. Like he matches what you're doing in the game mm-hmm. so well. It's uh, uh, Abzu. You say A B Z U. A B Z U is how it's spelled. I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but uh, is it also coming out in PC? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. I uh, played through that. Um, like I said, played a lot of Overwatch this week. Played a lot of Guilty Gear Revelator. Did you? Really? I, I went back and did all... See, th- this is the stuff I like to do in fighting games. So I went back and I played through every single arcade mode with every character. Oh, okay. Wow, um, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, so... Yeah, I noticed the trophy was rare. Or, like, very rare when I got it. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's a trophy for finishing episode mode with every character. Uh, but I like to do that because then I like to see which characters I enjoy playing. Right. Um, and after going through all of it, I think my favorite characters are Kai. I really like Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved May. I think May might be my favorite character. Okay. Uh, and I really enjoyed Jam. Yeah, the Jam Jam is pretty excellent. Yeah. She's fun to play. I still hate Potemkin, or however you say it. <laughs> You're not much of a grappler, right? I'm not a grapple character, but he also doesn't have a dash. You know, uh, well, he has that move that doubles. His it, it does, but it's still, it's like I get used to you know dashing and dashing in the air, and he doesn't have either one of those. Well, no, he has a dash in the air, unlike uh, Tager from Blaze Blue. I tried to dash in the air, it wouldn't let me. I, he has one. It okay. just looks goofy, but it's just I mean, it's very inefficient, but it mm. works. He does do. He can do the super jump, but he can't. I, just for some reason, I couldn't get the dash to work. And then, of course, I always do that so I can see all the supers and all the insta-kills. Mm-hmm. I still did think... You, did you try out Dizzy? Yes, I beat the story mode with Dizzy. Dizzy's cool. Mm-hmm. I, she's still really complicated to play. Yeah, she's a, she's a zoner. Um, she's kind of like a combination of a, of a, of a lockdown zoner plus um, kind of like the set play. Kind of thing with the, mm. the lasers and stuff that she does, but yeah. she's 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 good. Yeah, she's a she's a very unique character. Well, every character in Guilty Gear. Well, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I you know the one character that I played through that I didn't feel like like for some reason didn't fit was Raven. Uh huh. It didn't feel like a Guilty Gear character or a uh, yeah Guilty Gear yeah. character. Uh, no, nah, Ra- Raven is. Probably one of the oddest characters of the bunch. Got but some no... doll seam shit going on. Yeah, he's got some really like long limbs and shit. <laughs> but I've I've seen him played in like the high levels, and boy, is he is he deadly. Oh, that game, man! Like, it's it's one of those games that like when I'm playing it, I just want to constantly take screenshots. Oh, it's so beautiful. Hey, the what is it? Um, Street Fighter Five, and that game was built on the same engine, man. Hilarious. Yeah, Unreal. Yep, same engine. Looks completely different. One maybe looks a lot better. I don't know which one, but maybe, you choose. Maybe a little bit. Now, speaking of Street Fighter, I did check out Jury. Oh, how do you like her? She's all right. Mm-hmm. I they took away her projectile. Well, it's still there, but it's it's um like you get two of them or something. 
I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, like Ibuki. Like uh, you know how Ibuki has the the daggers. She has, she yeah. has the meter for the dagger. Like Jury has a meter for the projectiles. Yeah, you have to charge it up though. Yeah, it's weird up. because in four she just had a projectile on one of her attacks. No, no, no. She always had to charge it up. That was her thing. Hmm. Every time she wanted to do an attack, whether it was low, high, or medium, she always had to charge it up and then let go. Huh. That was one of, her, one of her mechanics from the get go. For some reason, it always seemed. I just remember she always had a projectile. The EX version gave you projectiles for free, but maybe that's what it was. Yeah, the other ones you have to charge up. I, her um, V trigger, not the trigger, but the actual move, the V skill, mm-hmm. uh, is cool because like you just tap both mediums and then she like switches to the other side of the character and kicks them. So yeah, that seems pretty handy. I kind of like that one. I got Drew a couple times on that when we were playing online. <laughs> but he's still a lot better at Street Fighter than I am, and I I, I lost every time. Uh, he's still using um, that, that guy with the, the turban? No, no. He um, he hadn't played it mm-hmm. since they put out Guile. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so he played Guile, Balrog, and Jury, I think. Okay. Which, by the way, the update system for that game is fucking broken. You have to update it from the system level, and then you have to update it from the game level, which is weird. Yeah, well, that's Street Fighter. Street Fighter Five is just that's a fucked up game. Uh, I played ukulele. I did. Yes. And how is that? That is the most comfort food I've had in a long time. Oh, I miss games like that. It's fucking Banjo. <laughs> that game is Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> uh, down to the point where, you know, you have the the float jump. Um, he does have a roll, which allows you to get up hills, as opposed to Banjo-Kazooie when you would, like, put Kazooie's legs down and to walk up, like, a steep hill. Now he has just, like, a roll that can roll up the hill. Um... You're collecting quills. <laughs> the toy box is literally just like a hundred quills. Because what what banjo game would be complete without having to collect a hundred of something? Yeah, that's, I I stopped liking the idea or games that have you collecting things for collecting sake. But uh, that's part of what the what those games are. You know, yeah. I've grown out of the genre of that kind of thing, but. If you're if you're gonna make something, uh, you know, uh, and kind of do an homage to the classic, then you gotta do that stuff. I do like uh, the the toy box is very self aware. So essentially, what this is is they put this out for people who backed the game uh, to give them an idea of what the game looks like. But they're very self aware of it. Like there's a tutorial robot in the game, and God, <laughs> down to the text bubbles and the font that they use for the characters to talk to each other, it is straight out of Banjo. Uh, nice. But the robot that's doing the tutorial like, will tell you when you do a different area and you make it to him, he'll be like, don't forget to go to these forums, you know, and tell them how this camera worked out or how this worked out, because we want to tweak the game, you know, for you. So it's very much a, here, get to play the game for an hour or two, but also let us know what you liked and what you did. And it goes through the whole gamut. So it does platforming sections, uh, it introduces the wind mechanic, which uh, like moves Yuka around the, the level really fast to solve puzzles. Uh, the swimming is in there. So like every 
facet of the game is in the toy box, and it's there for a reason. It's there so people can play it, see what they liked, what they didn't like, what worked, and what didn't work. So that's that's actually really cool. Um, super excited for this game when it comes out, and it, it certainly doesn't spoil anything. It looks like you know, like a a VR mission ripped out of Metal Gear Solid. It's a 2017 title, right? Yeah, it's early 2017. Okay. So, yeah, that uh, that felt good to play. Uh, also played Riptide GP Renegade. Oh, how is that? They really took it out, man. They said, okay, you guys like that first one, we're going to make a second one, and we're going to make it better. And is it? It is. Oh, uh, I can't wait to play that game. That's out. I know, and it just need time to play it. It's um, So they made bigger levels, uh, which is cool, because I felt the first game was very limited in its track design. Yeah, there weren't that many different ones, were there? Yeah, this one feels more like they went, hey, we made this really cool water racing game. Let's uh, let's add some really cool water racing tracks, you know, with some <laughs> big drops, some big waves. Um, trick system is pretty much the same, still using the right analog stick. Uh, career no, that, mode. That, that was perfect anyway. Yeah, was, career yeah. mode is pretty much the same. You go through, you do the races, you earn money. Uh, money will unlock... Levels levels will allow you to upgrade your uh, your watercraft. There are boss battles at the end of each one. If you beat them, you unlock that character. Oh, nice. Um, it's still got a fucking ridiculous learning curve, uh, or difficulty curve, that hits right towards the end of the first episode. Oh. Like, I was... Uh, it's just like the first game. Like, I would win, 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 win. You feel like you, nothing can beat you. And then all of a sudden you get to the last few races, and especially the boss race... And he just fucking obliterates you. <laughs> so you have to go back and grind and, and upgrade your craft and make it faster and all that stuff. So uh, it's just so fun, so much fun to play that game. Um, biggest addition to the sequel: eight-player online racing. Now, online was available on the Steam version, not the PS4 yes, version. Yes, but this one will have it on consoles. Oh, nice! I am playing on PC, so there is that. But yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's uh, more expensive. It's fifteen bucks this time around. Yeah, I don't mind. I got, I picked up um, that in a sale on PSN, and it was dirt cheap. So I don't mind throwing them some a little bit more money. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a cool game. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. There's uh that's that's kind of been, it's been a, re- a renaissance of uh, wave racing games because there's also another one on Steam that I've been playing. I think I talked about it. Um, couple weeks ago it's called aquamoto racing utopia and that game is essentially the developers making wave race like that it it is fucking wave race so like you've got similar tracks you're racing on jet skis you've got to go in and out of the you know the buoys that's a good game you haven't checked it out check that out if you like wave race is that pc as well yeah it's only on pc I think it's coming to PS4 at some point, but right now it's still technically in early access. Oh, what else did I play? I played some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. <laughs> I hear that game has some issues in the PC ports. I have not played it on PS4. I'm playing on PS4. Okay. So I, I, I can't speak to that. On PS4, it's fine. The first one's a little janky. Mm-hmm. Um playing one then two you really see how far that game came right uh the first one is essentially a diablo clone with not a lot of loot 
whereas the second one feels more like its own thing, a little more action-y, uh, a lot more focused on the characters as opposed to... I forgot how generic the roster in the first game is. You don't get the um, DLC characters, okay, so, because there's a big hoo-ha about that. Well, Marvel, um, Marvel got tweeted a lot over that, like actual Marvel, and yeah. then they went and told Activision, you're going to put it in there. So it's, They're going to put them in? It's coming. Oh, that's good. That's nice yeah. of them. Uh, Marvel also was not happy about the PC version, so they're making Activision fix that. <laughs> so well, wasn't wasn't it wasn't the deal was the DLC characters missing because of licensing issues though? But that was that was initially what happened. But the licensing was fixed because if you remember when they released the games digitally on Xbox 360, all the DLC was there. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they, they just forgot to put this in, essentially. Well, I I don't know. It's weird because if you remember, the DLC was exclusive to platform. So the yeah. P, the yeah, PSP. Yes. Well, the PSP had exclusive characters too. Uh Yeah. It's it was. Yeah, but weird. no one cares about the PSP version. No, but if we could get those characters, that'd be cool. Uh, hmm. But yeah, the the DLC was originally exclusive to 360, but it is coming. Uh, and they're also fixing the PC versions, from what I hear. I. Even if they do that, these things ain't worth sixty bucks, man. Yeah, that is a real sticking point. That price is quite high. Yeah, I think for but they did the same with prototype. Those were quite expensive as well when they first released. Yeah, if um, I remember rightly, they, they were. I think they were fifty for the bundle, which was still too much. Yeah, we also have to bear in mind that. This is playing to the Marvel crowd, so of course Activision are going to put the Marvel tax on it. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, Activision is yeah. going to do that with any popular series that they put a, a I'm using finger quotes, remaster on. <laughs> Didn't be... they do the backwards compatibility for these games in 360 nope. or something? Or did they not? No, Activision, of course not. Activision has been really stingy with backwards compatibility. <laughs> well, yeah, they... Activision stingy, what a surprise. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they... They, they, they did Black Ops. Black Ops, which was obviously a, a nice gesture. But when you've got uh, hoping to sell remasters of games that are backwards compatible, then or could be backwards compatible, they're not going to allow that, are they? Let's, not for a while, anyway. Let's not forget they put a remaster of Deadpool out. Mm. Oh yeah, they did. That game was which all was, right. That game was yeah, all right. I played it on PS4, and that thing, the frame rate was terrible. That's weird because it's fine on uh, PC. I play. I reviewed it on PC and it was fine. I thought it was just me, but then one of my friends picked it up and he said exactly the same thing. It would start much like um, oh, what's that recent game? Homefront. Uh, it would start like every sort of five to ten seconds uh, for a fraction of a second, but still really noticeable. That's weird. I played it on Xbox One when they put it back out and it seemed fine, but. Then again, I'm I'm very oblivious to that kind of stuff unless it's unless it's vagrant like uh, Homefront was. This this is very noticeable. The, again, this could be the PS4 version only, but it's like I don't care for frame rates that much, but I could notice this very very much so. Yeah, Homefront's issue, I believe, was because it did it every time it saved. Yes, and that it's like how the fuck does that get through testing? I, I don't know. They've they've an, uh, released a patch that apparently has reduced that and also improved the frame rate by about five frames per second. But hold on but a it's... second. I have zero interest in going back to Homefront because it wasn't a good game. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. That, that that's a shame because that could have been good. That had a great idea. It really, really did. And we're talking about the original, right? No, we're talking about the new one. The new uh, one has really cool ideas, but God, is it just one of the most poorly executed games I have ever seen. I, I actually liked the single-player campaign, the first one, was short-lived as it was. Yeah, it was like five hours. It wasn't bad. Yeah, Who I mean, put it that was out? It was um, THQ. Deep Silver. No, the new one. The new one's Deep, Deep Silver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Silver's on a roll this year with those uh, Dead Rising or uh, Dead uh, Island remasters. Mm, Which, yeah. by the way, I've still not played no. Retro Revenge. You still can't get it? No, it says it releases tomorrow. I but reviewed those games three months ago. That's crazy. I've got, cause I, I've got it on PC because I had the originals. Yep, my and... Xbox One copy still says pre-ordered. How bizarre. Yeah, and nobody seemed to care. <laughs> It's it was the it was the typical like I I have always defended Deep Silver. I respected all the franchises they picked up. Like I thought they were, I thought they kind of bit off more than they could chew because they were trying to be mm-hmm. a big publisher. But I'd always defended them. But every release they've put out this year, they hype, they hype, they hype, and then when it comes out and it's shit, they don't talk about it. Well, yeah, no. Homefront. Fucking the 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 fiasco with Mighty Number no. Nine, which that was overblown. Granted, let's be honest, Mighty Number no. Nine was a decent game. It wasn't a masterpiece by any stretch, but it also wasn't a dumpster fire like the internet would make you believe. Everything's a dumpster fire. It, it wasn't a masterpiece. Henceforth, it was a it was a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> you know, Homefront. They defended, defended, defended. And then as soon as it came out, they just kind of let it die. Oh dear, it's an Activision in the making. Yeah, it's the PR there is is really frustrating because they they hype up their stuff and then when it comes out and it gets ripped to pieces, they don't even continue to defend it. They just ignore the criticism. Well, that's because uh, Audrey's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's mostly what I played this week. All right. Last week of July, technically the first week of August, not a big release week. Uh, we do have Abzu. That is out this week. Okay. The first episode of Batman Telltale Series. Oh, All right. That's thing I that's forgot about that. Yeah, I'm nervous. Like, I want to play it, like, really bad. But I hate waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I always find it best when I sit down for, like, a long session. I did that with Tales of the Borderlands. I played the first episode, thought, that's amazing. And then waited for the last one and played the rest all in one go. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if I should do that because um, that might be a good idea. Just because you, again, as with. But most... who's going to review it, John? Oh, that's a good point. You God, know? I hate reviewing episodic stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I just. <sighs> all right. Well, we'll deal. Yeah, if it comes in, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with <laughs> it then. Problem is, is with Telltale Games, they don't stick to a schedule. It's like schedule. Um, there'll be not schedule. There's nothing, and then a week away from launch, episode two, episode three is coming. But you could be waiting six weeks, eight weeks. You, there's no. I wish they'd schedule it. I mean, they they clearly are big enough studio now so that they can have this thing made and ready to go. Uh, did either of you guys play the Michonne episode of the Telltale Games? No, I, no. I fell off a of Walking Dead after the first. I don't like I, that um, series. 
I played the first episode of the Michonne. Um, I having enjoyed both Walking Dead season one and two. Well, you know, to to varying degrees, obviously. But I played Michonne and thought, yeah, they, they they're they're in a rut. This is the worst game I've seen Telltale put out. What? It was it was buggy. Um, the the characters and everything that they're trying to portray just fell really by the numbers. Everything they've done before, all the decision stuff, felt very transparent. Everything they were setting up, I saw like 20, 30 minutes before it actually happened. And this is an hour, 10-minute episode, you know? So this was as predictable and as boring as it could possibly be for everything else that they've done. So now they're going to they're gonna come out with this Batman game. And I think, to me, this has to be like a redemption thing for them. It my has eyes. to. Because they say, okay, they're making a, they have a new system now. They're not going to do the whole thing where they have random hiccups after you make your choices or during the uh, scene transitions. So these are really big things. They've been, they've been using the same exact goddamn, like, you know, engine for like eight different games. And it was about time they, they made a change. And also, everything that they do, I get the idea that they're, oh, the choices matter, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really. No, they don't. Telltale sells the idea of choice, but that what they're really peddling is the illusion of choice. Hey, Alfred they've always done it. Uh, they've always done it well, I thought, to some degree. But after so many times, you know, they've shown their hand, they've shown their stroke. It's, 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 it's predictable. I've, I've seen the, the man behind the curtains. I've seen his face many times. Very familiar to me. So they need to do something different with this Batman series. And to me, I'm not sure if they care enough about this Batman franchise to be, you know, to care. Maybe they'll do it for the, the third season of Walking Dead because that's kind of like their beginning, right? That, that was their marquee franchise that really kind of took Telltale to the next level. So I think they have more respect for that franchise compared to something like Batman or whatever else they might be cooking up. So I don't have too high hopes for Batman, but I, I will try to at least play The Walking Dead Season 3 when that comes out. Hey, but, yeah. Alfred will remember that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Batman. I'll play it because it's fucking Batman. Mm-hmm. Also, there's multiplayer. You didn't hear about this? No, I didn't. Yeah, so it's not traditional multiplayer. Okay. It's, it's I, I'm going to have to pull it. Maybe it's in news, and we'll talk about it then. But yeah, it has an online component that's new to this to the Telltale games. Isn't it meant to be like a community I don't, choice thing? I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I read somewhere this week that it's also not designed for Twitch, and I'm like, what? I'm confused. Not anyway, designed for Twitch. So what are they alluding to? I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see if there's a new story about it when I get there. Let's finish up with okay. the releases. Um, <sighs> Gal Gun Double Piece is out this week. Did you get your panties no. ordering, Ken? No. no. No, John. If you're if you're not familiar, when you oh, I, I, game, I've it. heard. Yes, it's, I've heard. Nice it literally comes with like panties. You know, and I've seen a lot of uh, of uh, big name sites getting that game this week, uh-huh. and in their video thumbnail, it's always them with the panties. Of course, of course, of course it is. Because yeah. yeah, you know that's a screen cleaner, right? Well, of course it's a screen cleaner. You know what that game is? Do you do you know what it is? It isn't like um, an on-rail shooter. It's a House of the Dead, and you know what you're shooting? Women in private parts. Yeah, yeah, 
ecstasy it's, shots. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe let's stop worrying about sexualized fighting game characters. Let's worry about this. Yeah, that's what I always think about whenever they they have some whole up and arms about like, oh, these female characters in this game is being uh, objectified. Ah, blah blah blah. Have you seen these games? <laughs> Have you seen Dead or Live Extreme Beach Volleyball 3? <laughs> Have you seen Criminal Girls where you literally punish girls to do your bidding? Uh-huh. Have you seen these games? Have you seen the screenshots? Have you seen the game that comes with a pair of panties? Yeah. <laughs> Get some good fucking examples, people. They're out there. If you're going to make a case for some dumbass feminist point that you want to make, then get the good examples and evidence. Yeah, let's not worry about Jerry's skin-tight outfit. Let's worry about shooting schoolgirls in the VJJ. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's focus on priorities here, people. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about how Ken uses VJJ. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to shoot my ecstasy shot, let me tell you. Um, oh, I'm gonna laugh when I say this, but Dead Island Retro Revenge is out this week for the Xbox One. So you can play really? Yeah, <laughs> Are we sure? We'll see. Uh, also, we'll see. Who cares? Because, uh, yeah. Uh, Battleship for the Xbox One. You sunk my battleship. There's a bunch of these games coming out. Uh, Risk Urban Assault is also out this. I think these are free. I don't think. Well, ba- Battleships. Wow. It's uh, it's based on the movie that came out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's I heard that movie was really good. Yes, it not. wasn't. It wasn't really good, but it actually was pretty funny because they made a scenario where you literally play battleship with real ships against aliens. Oh come on! If you're the director of that movie, are you not thinking the whole time how to work that in there? Yeah, but in, in a way that seems plausible within the actual context of the story. It I gotta I gotta hand it to the guy. I don't think I would have thought of that in the exact scenario because it was dumb. But man, is it faithful? To well, hopefully there. they've got him on board for the uh, for the Tetris movie. Though. Yeah, let's let's hope he moves into place. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. There, I, I'm glad somebody did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Layers of Fear Inheritance. That's the expansion to Layers of Fear is out this week for the Xbox One. Oh, okay. Uh, Overcooked, which I hear nothing but great things about, but... It uh, was a sequel to Overwatch, right? Yes, this yep. is the sequel. Um, but yeah, I've heard good things about this game, but it is a local-only multiplayer game. I, I don't like local-only multiplayer games. I don't either, because I don't have anybody to play with. <laughs> I have like two people to come uh, come by to play with, but like they're not interested in most games like that. I've heard it's really good if you've got the four people to play it with. Um, and Cannon Brawl is out for the Xbox One this week. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Sure. Uh, anything else out this week? Batman's coming out for the PS3 and 360. That's uh, kind of crazy. Mm. Fallout Shelter is out for the PC this week. Is that already? I thought it was already out. Uh, you know what's not coming out this week is that live lock game. The the what now? The top down twin stick shooter for PC, PS4, and Xbox One that was supposed to be out this week. It's been delayed indefinitely. Ooh. Okay, sure. Yeah. It looked cool. Um, 
why it was delayed indefinitely, I will never know. I have a copy of it on PC. I have not even booted it up. So hmm. it exists. You oh, it, it. it exists. I have a copy of it on PC, but okay, yeah. But they just delayed it. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. They an- they announced the delay like two days before the game came out. Sure. And without another release date, which I that's just weird to me. But that kind of ropes us into news. Um, we'll hold the big one for last because I know y'all want to talk about some NX. Sure. Stuff. Um, Disney Infinity is shutting down, and it's a confusing nightmare. Oh, well, I had to read this about four times to get any kind of grasp on what's going on. Yeah, so the servers are shutting down, uh, and if you own this game on console, what that means is that you will no longer get patches, you will no longer be allowed to use community-created levels, um, you will no longer be able to download um, like toy box levels, things like that. Now, if you own it on PC, you're fucked. You can't play. Mm-hmm. The, you cannot play the game anymore at all. <laughs> so all that money you spent on Disney Infinity on PC is just gone. It was a really sound mm-hmm. investment you made. Yeah, very, very good job. Those games were good. Well, the third one was good. The second one was terrible. Um. But yeah, it's depressing to see this, and it's also a telling sign of the the generation of gaming that we live in. Mm-hmm. You're not buying anything; you're just technically renting it for yeah. a time. That's in the terms of service. If you read it, you will know. Mm-hmm. Um, another big news story this week that's got a lot of people up in arms is uh, Pokemon Go got an update that yeah, apparently blocks a lot of things. The the little footstep things I heard it just gets rid of it entirely. Yeah, also, it lets you know when you're close to things or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's gone now. Yeah, I guess the uh, the use of like the Pokemon Finders has also been blocked. What is a Pokemon Finder? I guess it like tells you in the area what Pokemon are around. So like now so, you won't be able to see what's in the area or something like that. So how do you ever know what you're heading towards ever? You just know that there's something there. You go see what it is. So you don't even see the little silhouette thing that tells you what it is? I don't know anything about the game to tell you specifics. I just know that the people playing the John, game... John, you play it, right? What are the changes? I do. Um, so, yeah, the footsteps are gone. Okay. So uh, beforehand you would have uh, footsteps one between uh, one and three, and they would denote how far away uh, a Pokemon was. It wouldn't tell you which direction you had to go, but... It never worked. It always showed us three footsteps. So instead of fixing it, they've just removed it. So um, for me, I never really paid that much attention to them. So it's actually neither here nor there. Um, But a lot of people kind of did like, though, when they did briefly work, kind of like to use them to to try and hunt the Pokemon out, which I guess is part of the the main get uh, the whole game. Um, they've tweaked some UI stuff, so it's a little bit easier to transfer over uh, duplicate Pokemon's to the Professor. Um, in regards to things like the the the, the Pokem Finders, um, I never used them, although uh, Laura did. So I don't know whether she's tried it since the update this morning. But if they've blocked that, that's a that's a was a way people were able to find 
particular types of Pokemon in a particular area um, because it would essentially bring up a map and it would tell you a Snorlax is here, um, you know, a, a Drowsy is everywhere. Um, and so it's a secondary program, not innate. It's a secondary app that okay. basically puts, um, it's like a GPS map, it'll tell you where you are and it'll tell you where... It's like the Dragon Raider equivalent to Pokemon, gotcha. I don't know what Dragon Raider is, so... It's a Dragon Ball Z reference, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, but Pokemon Essentially, go... if they block that, that could be... People might get a bit pissed about that. Oh, people are pissed, John. Twitter, mm. Twitter, Twitter is a fire. Is on fire? Twitter is a fire. Uh, mm. Shinmu director returns to work on Shinmu 3. Cool, what? So the guy who directed the original game is back to direct the third one. I'm glad oh, there's okay. a lot of fan service in this game. I really am. I hope it's good. I hope people love it. As much crap as I give that series, I really, really hope you guys enjoy that game. Exactly. That's just the way I feel about any series that I don't enjoy personally. Yep. Because, you know, as long as it's popular and they're... Like, there are people that say, like, oh, I hope this game sucks. No, I how, want... How miserable do you have to be as an individual? Yeah, like, I, miserable. I will joke about a lot of games that they suck, but I generally want every game to be awesome. Yeah. Because who the hell doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's also... We're talking about a creative work of people that put their, like, blood and sweat into the product, too. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just about the... How the end user, uh, end, uh, end user consumer feels about the thing. It's also about the developers. There's a lot to going to making a video game. And whenever I hear people like, "Oh, this game sucks. I, ho- I hope these guys never make another game again," it's, you just, you just, oh, it's just, it irks me in so many ways. The games can be bad, and there's a lot of cases where their their games are just more of a business than actual like works of passion, works of creative art. And I get that. That's part of the business because we're in a multi-billion dollar business, probably the the fastest growing entertainment business in the whole world, right? So when it comes down to that fact, there's a lot of trends and stuff like that still being set. But when people start saying things without actually thinking the repercussions and the consequences of said actions, if they actually came true, really, really get me. Like, it's just I, I get that people are just being stupid, kind of like the whole like, oh, kill yourself. What if that person really did go kill themselves? Yeah, well, feel... How would you feel about yourself then? <laughs> you feel pretty. Like, that shit does happen. That's that happens, man. Like, uh, is uh, fucking internet, man. Don't joke sometimes. with people you don't know. Yeah. It's it's just not a good situation. Um, let me ask you, how much would you pay to play No Man's Sky early? Um, not two thousand dollars. Yeah, it wasn't two thousand dollars. So the guy, there's a guy that bought a leaked copy of No Man's Sky off of eBay for twelve hundred and fifty dollars. What? Sure. So, and he's been posting videos of it to Daily Motion, which have all been removed at this point. Um, Good. Essentially, spoiling some stuff in the game that has not been talked about yet. So, if you have not or do not want to see them, don't go looking for them. Was it a no. content ID thing by the developer to get that removed, or was it uh, a conscious decision by the the creator? No, I it mean, was uh, it was Sony and uh, Hello Games were removing. Yeah, okay, it. so it's content ID. I he claims it. he's still going to keep pushing videos up there, even though they've all, all right. been removed. What dick? So yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, is it is it really a dickish thing? Like, it's not like he he stole the game from the developer, right? It's it came out leaked. 
Yeah, he uh, uh, yeah. copy got out there. Somebody sold it on eBay. He claimed he yeah, paid yeah. twelve hundred dollars. He bought it. You yeah. know, he owns it. Fair and square. That's fair enough. But come on, there's a, a little bit. Just well, I guess it don't nobody really has shit, to watch it. That's yeah, the thing. No. If you click on a video that says No Man's Sky spoilers and you get pissed about spoilers, fuck you. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> there's there are things that come up on Twitter that piss me off sometimes, like. There's like animated gifs of like spoilers of bosses. Like when when Dark Souls three was coming around, they had like animated gifs. Uh, was it Namco Bandai actually uh, put out like sh- like spoilers of bosses that were like near the end of the game? Like the secret boss was kind of spoiled by them it, within the first week of the game through an animated gif they put on their own account, and that shit plays automatically. Yep, you can't you can't yeah, not sure. click on it; it just plays. And then you just kind of scroll and you just see the boss and boom, they just spoil one of their best bosses for you on their official account. And that kind of shit I don't like. But when it comes to if you if you mark it right, if you put it on the side, you know, give due warning, I think all spoilers are fail game, fair, fair game. Yep. Yeah. If, you, if you know what you're clicking on, it's your own fault. Yeah. I uh, guess it's when you don't is where I take. Yeah, when, uh, when something just gets thrown out there, that's not cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the trailer. So, the Uncharted movie is moving forward, and it's got a new director. Who is it? The director of Bad Boys 3, Joe Carnahan. Uh, I've never watched Bad Boys 3. I wasn't. Well, well, so, I'm sorry, he's not the director. He's on to write the script. Oh, okay. So he's writing the script for the, that movie. What? As, uh, we don't need an Uncharted movie. We already have Uncharted movies. It's called, called the Uncharted yeah, Game. Uncharted Uncharted Games. Games. <laughs> yeah, we get yeah. it. Um, but I mean, do you, I kind of want like an Uncharted movie because I'll, I'll it's kind of it. like an Indiana Jones movie, right? Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah I, don't care. I, I don't expect it to be good. Like, kind of like that Assassin's Creed movie that's coming out. Yeah, if it's uh, good, that'll be a pleasant surprise. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, pleasant surprise. Is the exact words. Uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided is way gold. Yeah, it's nice. done. It'll be out. Well, that's this month as well, isn't it? Dude, that yeah, day, that day sucks. Does so it? Madden comes out that day. Mm-hmm. King of Fighters fourteen comes out that day. Oh, you're going to be busy. Deus Ex: Mankind Divided comes out that day. <laughs> it's a busy uh, day. Who called dibs on Mankind? Uh, I don't know if anybody has. I, I did. Okay. Just now. Okay. Have now. If somebody else hasn't, that's fine. I don't care. Not for me. I know you're going to be playing Madden in the King of Fighters game. Fucking so right, I'm going to be playing with it. This. Fuck. I know, you, <laughs> I, I know you well enough for that one. But, uh, yeah, okay. Um, Alright, free games for the month. Um, PlayStation Plus, Tricky Towers for the PS4. What? That's a new game, comes out Tuesday. Uh, Rebel Galaxy, free for PS4. That game is good. <laughs> I've, I've heard good things from you and Drew about that game. Regardless of what the internet may say, that game is good. I don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, Yakuza Five for the yeah, PS3. baby, save myself thirty bucks. Awesome. Yep. I'm actually happy about that. Like, I will, I will check Super that out. Excited. Yeah, uh, well, that, was, that, that was free. One. That was free for like a day when the last lot went out because they made the mistake. So I've already got it. <laughs> uh, retrograde for the PS3. Uh, that's actually uh, a fun game. Enjoyed it. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Uh, Patapon three for the Vita. Awesome. Patapon. Yep. Uh, Ultratron for the Vita, PS3, and PS4. 
I don't, I know, don't what know what that is. I don't either, but it's on PS4, so I'll play it. Who's a five, though? Yeah. Big game. God, but, I wish PS3 games were backwards compatible on the PS4. Mm-hmm. That would be that'd be lovely, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not. It makes me sad because my PS3s that I have hooked up is in the living room, not in my office. Mm-hmm. So I but haven't anyway. turned on my PS3 in like four months. I, I turn it on every day, but that's because it's my Blu-ray slash Netflix player for the living room. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. So. I think the only games I have on it are a bunch of PS2 games and uh, King of Fighters 13. <laughs> uh, Xbox Games with Gold, good month. Damn. Mm. Uh, Warriors Orochi 3 for Xbox One. Uh, sure. That's that's a really good game. Uh, and WWE 2K16. Okay. That's Zero I mean, interest in that, but that's a nice offer. That's a nice offer. Yeah, it's not really for me, uh, but that's nice. Uh, Xbox 360 games, you get Spelunky, which is really good. And you mm-hmm. get Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, which yeah. Which is also good. Yeah. Sure. So, hell of a month for, for yeah. Xbox Play this games game, you're never going to get a sequel for. Eh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm still pissed about that. Enjoy it. Uh, that fucking pig. That fucking pig. Uh, so, the Batman stuff. Uh, let's see if I can get some details in here. Uh, let's see. The mode technically supports large numbers of players. Uh, 2,000 people could interact with the game at the same time. Uh, this is where the Twitch comment came in. And Telltale has said that the latency in streaming would be too high for crowd play to be feasible. Uh, crowd play yeah. is not a feature intended for use over streaming services. There's a latency introduced I... by services uh, such as Twitch. Um, that means not everybody's seeing the game, the exact part of the game at the exact same time. Yeah, there's like a minute delay for streams. So it is crowd um, decision making. Yeah, it's crowd decision making is what it looks like this is. So how does it work? So you download like an app on your phone and it chooses based on what the crowd has chosen? Yeah, I'm guessing, it's, I'm guessing it's something like Jackbox Party mm-hmm. where people are watching you play and then on their phone... So they, they can't. Because they can't stream it. Well, it's within the game. I think it's within the game. So okay. it's not like streaming through Twitch. It's streaming through the game itself. I don't so, know. So oh. I'm curious about how they'll do uh, when it comes to scores that are even. Let's say you have like four people, you know, and then two people choose this choice and two people choose the other. Does it go for a coin flip or does it just go for whoever is on the PC or the actual controller? Maybe the maybe the, the person details. playing the game, like, can just make the choice. I, I hope it's not like some dumb thing, like where it's like, oh, this player, this this person suggested this option. This person suggested that. That'd be stupid. It should it should be like a like a you know high high voting thing to keep it unpredictable. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They've, nobody's ever done anything like this. So. It's a good idea. I like I like the direction they're trying to go for. Because a lot of things about those Telltale games is that it plays to a crowd very well to a point where, you know, um, you play those games with someone else next to you, you know, or maybe a group yes. of friends. Those games play towards that crowd very well. So to implement the thing where they can actually actively be involved in the game itself is a terrific idea. I just hope their execution is solid. It'll be interesting. We'll mm-hmm. start on uh, Tuesday. We'll see what it is on Tuesday. Alright. Darksiders remaster's coming. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Backwards. Uh, best game Whatever. name. B- okay, best equates to stupid. 
Stupidest? Uh, Darksiders <laughs> War Mastered Edition. <laughs> well, they had to, didn't they? Because they'd already done Definitive. Definitive Edition. At least they're being clever. Yeah, we're trying to be. Yeah. I'm not sure the word clever is the right word to use there. <laughs> but they certainly are trying something. They're sticking yeah. with it. You they know got, what? They're running with it. It's, you know? it's fucking adult Zelda. I'll play it again. I loved it the first time. I'll play it again. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the first game a lot, actually. Why Why do... I mean, I think both games are great games, but why do the second one first? second one was probably easier, because it was... Mm. I don't. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It, it is or, weird. Or we're not as a pack together. It's well, you know, Capcom did the same thing, 654. Yeah, I think that was on purpose, though. There was a, a, a reason behind it. I'm well, maybe there's a reason behind this, because yeah. let's not yeah. argue that uh, Darksiders 1 is a hell of a lot better than Darksiders 2. Mm. Yeah. Fucking, I'll buy it again. God damn, I love the first Darksiders game. Well, maybe Stop. you'll get a three. Stop buying soon. remasters. No. Stop buying it. No. You can buy. You can get it. You can get a PC copy that plays just as well, maybe even better, and looks better than the remastered version for like two dollars. Actually, you can get it for like a couple of cents because it's been on the humble bundles a bunch of times too. Doesn't matter. If you care enough? Doesn't matter. You have a good PC, Ken. I do have Stop a good PC. Stop wasting your money. I don't. I don't. I don't spend any money on this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you say you're gonna buy it, right? That's Use just me buy. saying that I would. That's just me saying I'm excited. I'm gonna play it. The only game I'm buying in the next couple of months is No Man's Sky because I ain't reviewing that shit. <laughs> uh, okay. So, a lot of stuff came out about that Nintendo system this week. Mm. Eurogamer. <laughs> Eurogamer. It's a good job, uh, yeah. Gambus isn't there. Yeah, Eurogamer came out with a report. Somebody else came out with a report. Um, so essentially, everything you've read to this point is pretty much true. So the system runs on a NVIDIA chip called the Tegra, which is uh, a high-end graphics chip that is running... It's what the Shield uses. Yeah, it's mostly in Android tablets, things like that. Um, it is a portable system that docks into um, the TV... So you can play games on the TV. Again, this is all rumor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not speaking fact. Um, it has controllers on each side of the screen that I guess detach and plug into each other to create a controller for when you're playing it on the TV. It uses cartridges. Yeah, that's, mm. that's interesting to me. I'm very interested in this. Is that uh, some kind of anti-piracy thing that they're going for? I don't know if it's anti-piracy or if it's just Nintendo being Nintendo. Nintendo. (laughs) Well, if you remember, N64 suffered because it was on cartridges. They did. Uh, But that was at the time when cartridges were a lot... The space wasn't there. Yeah, you you can fit, like... You know, like a hundred gigs in the cartridge pretty easily. Well, the rumor on this is the cartridges are going to be thirty-two gigabyte, which is what four times the size of a blue. Well, no, it's it's a little bit smaller than a Blu-ray because Blu-ray yeah, Blu-ray is yeah. about Blu-ray's 50 gigs. 50 double gigs. double size about a hundred. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but from... then, if you look at downloads of of games, you have 
Um, you have some games that will go the like Halo and Grand Theft Auto that are forty fifty uh, gig, yeah. but the majority are sub twenty. So the the majority of them are. But let's also look at the fact that according to this report, the system itself is about as powerful as an Xbox One. Um, not as powerful as a PS4, and certainly not on the level of a high-end PC. No. So Nintendo is yeah. not going for the power. I... And that's probably wise. That's good. I, I I like what they're doing, because you're not going to compete with the, um, what are the Scorpio and whatever the, the, the Neo, Neo is going to be. And obviously... You're not even going to compete with what's out there now in regards to... To numbers, are you at this point? No. Yeah, that's that's why you don't play the numbers game. Yeah, exactly. Well, you play the Nintendo game. Exactly. You do what you help you bloody well please because you've got Mario on your side. <laughs> oh my! It's a little bit more complex than that, but I know what you're saying. I, I am. I'm a hundred percent down. I'm hundred percent down for this system. Like this system is much more appealing to me than a Scorpio and a Neo. Yeah. And if I, for nothing I, else, just for the Nintendo franchises. My my question you, would be the whole controller business. I'm concerned about it actually. Really yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it because I hate the Wii U gamepad. I hate it. I like it. Uh, it I really I, don't I, I want that screen. It. I don't want that screen to be as the size of the gamepad screen for portable use. Yeah, that's going to be a question mark. I would I would want it to be six uh, inches maximum uh, if if they want me to carry that around in my bag um, out and about. Uh, but I mean the screen is irrelevant when you get it docked because obviously you'll be using your your TV. Uh, but as Jay said, the controllers if they're going to be snap on and snap offable, what are they going to be like to, to hold? That's going to be a bit weird. Um, but on the plus side, you're going to get Animal Crossing and Pokemon on your home console. Yeah, the Pokemon thing is kind of big, because now it'll uh, be in both places. And, and if we think about this, if Nintendo is nixing, you know, portable and console and just making them one thing, and if we combine the Wii U and 3DS libraries, mm. that... You can have a hell of a library. That's a hell of a library. Mm. But based mm. on the fact that they're going for cartridge, doesn't seem like they're going to support any kind of backwards compatibility. No, the, the report says that there is no backwards compatibility, which... Yeah. That's pretty Unless, good of course news they do considering it's Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo has always done backwards mm-hmm. compatibility. And... I, you could always... I mean, it's vague on the backwards compatibility. I'm seeing this as it's not going to play a, a 3DS cartridge or a Wii U disc. But there's nothing maybe potentially in the future, virtual consoles. Uh, That's going to be, yeah. Done. The big question for me is, it seems Where like... Where they can make you every, buy them all again? <clears throat> That's the thing, is with every iteration of every Nintendo platform, we've had to rebuy any virtual console games. <laughs> if, if Nintendo has finally got their shit together, and they just create a virtual console on the NX, and it ties to your Nintendo Network ID, which is currently existing on both the 3DS and the Wii U, yeah, and you give me all those games back, I will forgive it. <laughs> do you think, bearing in mind the history of what Nintendo are like with this, do you think that's actually going to happen? No, because they're selling me a $60 mini NES for Christmas. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. It kind of goes to the trend of what they're actually trying to do, trying yeah. to accomplish with their money. Um, the The idea for the console is good. I think the the possibility for you know like a home... But then again, it's not really home. I mean, 
it's still going to have like the visual fidelity of a mobile device in a lot of ways. But at the same time, well, I think... They, said, they have said that it is going to spit out at 1080p. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do, again, this... Uh, the, it, there's speculation that it isn't actually the Tegra chip. It's going to be some unannounced sequel to that, so it's going to be a little bit beefier. If if you can, if that comes out and it is maybe a little bit less powerful than the Xbox One, maybe there's somewhere that sits along the Wii U kind of power. I don't see a problem with this machine. Yeah, but I think the Wii U looks amazing. But let's think about this: Can they really put that much power into something that uses batteries? Yeah. I mean, but then the Tegras are built for that. Yeah, the Tegra chip is built for power consumption. But when you're uh, playing a game, off. when you're playing a game on your Android phone, how long do you th- do you think an Android phone game will last as long as like a 3DS? Well, game? the Android phone is obviously going to be a lot smaller than what this device is going to be, right? Yeah. And secondly, again, the, depends. Yeah. The, the shield or whatever the thing that uh, they're building the spaces on, which is funny mm. because the shield's pretty big failure as far as sales goes. Yeah, it is. But it doesn't have the branding. It doesn't have the backing. Yeah, it's not Nintendo, so... Yeah, so when it comes down to it, I think Nintendo can make it work. And I think the biggest concern for me is that whenever I play a 3DS game, like, I'm playing Monster Hunter Generations, and I think to myself, like, man, I would love this game if it was on my TV. Not so much because of the visuals and everything, and that's that's a big plus, obviously. But the controls. Controls is what gets Mm. me. I I have the new 3DS. I use a little knob for the camera. But that shit doesn't really work too well. If I I have proper control with dual stick and everything else in between, with a snap-on controller, I would have to see how that feels in my hand. It has to feel good. That's going to be the killing point for me, that controller. I want to see the controller. Yeah. Uh, out of everything, I, 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 I don't care what it looks like visually, like the game fidelity. I want to see the controller. It just got. I have good. no problem with them giving me uh, the option to buy another controller just for the home. If that's going to be the better option as well, much like the Pro controller, I have no problem with splashing out a bit more for that. But the control is everything here because I can't imagine that if these are two parts of a controller that snap to the side of a screen for the on portable kind of play i can't imagine that being very comfortable long-term play when you're snapping them together and playing in, in your, on your tv so that is yeah absolutely with you on that that is big must yeah. Yeah. the rumor is they're going to debut it in september so, well, so um, letting it letting it letting it sit in for what six months is it they're yeah. coming out in march right march is the rumor yeah. date well, right now yeah. And that's, I mean, what did they get for the uh, Xbox One and PS4? About sort of seven or eight, so it's not that far off. Yeah, I think PlayStation unveiled in um, February, and then Xbox One was in May or June? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So in actual fact, with Xbox, it was about six months, even even sort of, well, no, less than that. Less than that. If it, it was in May, then yeah, it was six months. But my question to you, uh, when it comes to the NX with the portability side and everything, what does that do to the 3DS? Does I, that mean that's a, that's the actual successor to the 3DS? Is the 3DS dead as a platform once the NX comes out? I don't know. I I feel like they're combining both of their things into one. Because mm-hmm. why would and you, if you why would you create a portable system and then another portable system? That seems that's that's nice. what I mean. And 3DS is just immensely popular. Yeah, but it, world, if right you now, look so. at the library, it's been dwindling. It's slowing down for that. So I think they're wrapping up on that. Yeah, I think they're going to combine everything into one thing, and then as of 2017, it's going to be the NX. And why not? I mean, again, this is a, every Nintendo game on one console. 
I'm I'm 100 percent down with this. Yeah. Uh, once again, we have to reiterate that this is still just rumors. Oh, it's all rumor. It's all rumor. But if if everything plays out exactly the way it says here, as long as the controller's good, I'm I'm yeah. in. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. And as I as I said, I just didn't want Nintendo to compete with Sony and Microsoft in the same playing field because they're not playing in the same battlefield. Nintendo is doing their own thing. And they've always gone on record saying that they don't look at their uh, competitions uh, for their own trends that they're going to be making. But I think one thing that they do need to take note from Microsoft and Sony is the online in- in- yes. uh, integration of their own system where you have all your games, virtual console and everything tied to your one account that you should be able to access. Because like Ken said, he doesn't buy the Wii U virtual, uh, virtual stuff because that's not really tied to your account. Once you lose your Wii U, they're gone. You're done. Yeah, so, that's crazy, isn't it? That's that's fucking yep. bonkers. There's people. It's 2016 that spend, like, people. That's like, why I don't buy. Dollars. That's and why I don't buy stop. digital games on Nintendo platforms, man. It's just yeah. bad news. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really a bad idea. So they just need a system. It's been established, you know, very universal for anything they've done. Both PC and consoles have already done it. They just need to get on board with the system, get the whole online integration thing going, and it'll be good. It'll be fine. Yep. I'm down with this. Well, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what does appear next month, if it is indeed September is going to be the reveal. Um, I think it'd be really interesting. It'd be exciting. Yeah, new yeah. Nintendo console. That's exciting. Whenever, whenever a new console comes out, it's exciting, especially when it comes to Nintendo. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, we're we're pseudo excited to see what Neo and Scorpio is, but we know mm. that they're just bigger, better versions of what we already have. Yeah, when this is hot new, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, when this Nintendo's is... showing a new console, man, that's new shit. <laughs> you know, and they haven't touched their big franchises in a while. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, people are, people are clamoring for Metroid and um, Mario. And, uh, Let's just talk about Mario. <laughs> Mario, yeah, a new a new galaxy or a new something in that vein, something new from him. Give me a yeah. true proper sequel to Mario sixty four, and I will buy whatever you do. Mario Sunshine 2, I'm calling it now. I'll buy that. Why Why weren't Sunshine and Galaxy a sequel to Mario 64? I just, I just don't know. They just don't feel like the same game. Huh. Especially Galaxy because it was all, you know, like planets and, and upside. It just, I don't know. It just didn't feel like 64 to me. Like 64, 64 felt like Super Mario Brothers that never got 2 and 3. Hmm. Just, I, 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 I the last Mario game I played was the the 3D World thing, was it? For the whatever Wii U? the one was the Wii U, the cat seats. Yeah, that was a yeah, great yeah. game, but that was yeah, not that was, that that was, was not a traditional Mario game. No, it was more like a like a challenge run, wasn't it? They were there was something missing from it. The 64 and its sunshine had, I thought, and Galaxy had like that. Uh, but narrative. Well, no, there's a narrative as weak as it well, may don't be. Don't talk about narrative when it comes <laughs> to narrative games, John. I'm, okay, <laughs> as weak Jesus as it may be. It was still. I, I know where John's coming from. It's a you, Mario game. It, yeah, it's hard to describe. There's something about the traditional formula of Mario that plumber on the ropes with nothing to live for. <laughs> now that's One a game I can get behind. Strategy. I can get behind that. I'll play that game. <laughs> Mario's getting dark. No, but like, <clears throat> like uh, Mario Galaxy was like I don't know. It just wasn't Mario. 
It was it was Mario, but it wasn't Mario. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's weird. That's as vague as anything could possibly be. I'm just telling you how I feel in my gut, man. I feel in my gut. When you when you tell me that Resident Evil Four wasn't a Resident Evil Four Resident <laughs> Evil game, I get it. That totally makes sense. But when you talk about the Mario games, especially like Sunshine to like 64, that's a fucking Mario game. It had narrative. Well, I'm like not Galaxy. arguing Sunshine. I'm arguing Galaxy. Galaxy. I I don't know. I, I didn't play too much of the Galaxy games. So <clears> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just I've loved every Mario game almost that's come out, but Mario sixty four and Mario World just sit. Let, let's say let's say NX is gonna come out uh in this exact same way the rumor's talking about, right? And the controller, let's say, is is decent, not amazing, but decent. What launch games would you require for you to buy it on day one? What about you, Ken? At least two <laughs> to three Nintendo franchises. So it's gonna have Zelda. That's a give me. Right? Zelda's a give me, but I could get it on the Wii U. So okay, so there's that. That one doesn't count. So you need two more. Yeah, I would. I would want a Mario because all the best Nintendo systems have launched with a Mario. Let's okay. let's just be fair about that. Okay. Um, uh, I think Mario Kart is a later game. I don't think that's a it launch is, it game. It is a later game for sure. Um. Hmm. Damn. I think I think one big flagship title is all you're gonna get outside of Zelda. I mean, if you get Zelda and Mario, Zelda and Mario is enough to buy a new system. It it is. Okay, what about you, John? I I think you're right in the Mario Kart thing, but I'd love to see that launch because that's my favorite Mario franchise of all. But you're right. That's that's a year one or year two kind of game. Um, I think. If you're talking about, um, not for me personally, but I think if you're talking about a, a big name game that could possibly fit with a Mario game and a Zelda at launch, it's got to be Metroid. I mean, that's that that thing's been. But what on Metroid? For what years. Metroid do you want, John? Do you want I, uh, first person or do you want? I, no, we're we're talking about you specifically, John. Tell me what you want to buy. Well, this in that case, um, I've already got what I want with the Zelda. I would like to see an Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, I love lo- love love those games, yeah. and I would like to see Mario Kart. But again, I, I don't think that's a launch. You know, um, you know what I think would be huge. What is if they port those new Pokemon games to the NX? The, the, the ones Sun coming out in uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, I've I've heard rumors floating around that Nintendo is looking at uh, the remaster route. And they're talking about putting a lot of the remasters on NX. Well, I mean that would again. Uh, that doesn't excite me. You don't. You don't tell me remaster. And no, I'm just saying that they're console. thinking about that. People are going to want a Pokemon on the big screen. They've wanted it for ages, and that would be the quickest way. And with the name Pokemon being the gold that it is at the moment, it wouldn't be a daft idea. But I don't know if that's something that's a planned. Well, let's be, be fair. Let's be fair. Nintendo, when we're talking about remasters, is on a is a little bit of a different plane. Like they actually go back and tweak the games. Yeah, if, like if we, yeah, the, yeah. If you look the at the Pokemon Red, they released like stuff, Wind Waker for example. Yeah, Wind yeah. Waker when mm-hmm. they change like elements of the game itself. Yeah, make the mm-hmm. mechanics so that the pacing is better and everything. Yeah. yeah, just imagine if Nintendo. Okay, here's here's a here's a rocket to the moon for you. Let's say they remaster Ocarina. They've already did. Wow. No, I mean for a console. Okay. So, like, we're we're talking with the the latest visuals and everything, yes. Right? Let's say an NX version of Ocarina that they've been sitting on for like I don't know two years. It's got new visuals, tweaked gameplay. 
That's like the Final Fantasy VII remake equivalent for Nintendo. It is, but think about if they just say this is coming at launch of the NX. But that won't that take away from Breath the of other the Zelda, yeah. Wind, Breath nah. of the Wild. <laughs> nah. I need, uh, I think, what I, 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 oh, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, what I need personally from uh, the console, I bought the, the Wii U when the third party games came out. The game, two games I bought the Wii U for specifically are Bayonetta 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Those two games are the things that really needed to put me over the edge. And then uh, I saw the announcement for SNT, you know, uh, plus, uh, Fire Emblem, which turned out to be Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, and all these other things, I need my big RPGs. I go to I go to the console that gives me these exclusive RPGs. I need I need a big game. Maybe maybe bring back um, like a proper sequel to uh, Super Mario RPG or something, or do do a new IP or bring bring a you know new new Xenoblade Chronicles game because that X X game ended on a cliffhanger for sure. So if they're like oh X two within the first like six months of the uh, NX coming out. And I'll <laughs> no just buy way. It. No way. No, I know. I know it's ludicrous, <laughs> but Monolith is a Nintendo company now. They are, but on something. they, they so, just put that out. So, hey, man, do we think, do, do we think when they do the uh, announcement in September, if it happens in September, um, that they're going to have their launch lineup no. um, named ready? No. September? Yeah, I think they have to. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll have one or two games. I mean, no, you have to, your first impression obviously kills. So when you just talk about the specs of the machine and not talk about the various games you should be excited for, then you're just dropping the ball. You need to be, you need to hit them hard and fast. You have to knock them out on the first round. That's what their goal should be. Oh no, that's so, what their goal should be, but I'm, I'm speaking from a realistic Nintendo term here. <laughs> I, I think they'll have a lot. They'll have something like, you know, the typical like Mario party kind of thing with the resort or whatever like on the bundle of things like the they had one for wii u but it was bad oh I forget, yeah Nintendo land or whatever Nintendo right? land, yeah. yeah they'll have something oh, God, that thing. That. but they're maybe, gonna have to have something though i mean we know they we have know to Zelda because is coming yeah well they have to because there's no backwards compatibility supposedly and, and you can't kind of you i don't think you could really sell the nx on it's going to have Zelda at launch. You, it's going to have. To, they're going to have to come up with something big with it. I mean, maybe not the whole launch lineup, but they're going to have to come out and say, you know, this is a machine. Yes, this is Zelda running on it, but we've also got this at launch. Batman, and this at launch. Arkham Knight, Armored <laughs> Edition. <laughs> oh yeah, and maybe that. Yeah. No, I think I think Nintendo learned from their lessons about the the ports of really late games. They it did not work out for them in any shape or form, and it was a, it was a hassle for them to get. It was not easy for them to get those games. They'll have all fifty Ubisoft launch titles. Very, <laughs> I can believe that there's actually fifty Ubisoft games that could actually come out at the time. Watch Dogs I, Two is coming to NX. I do feel hopeful that there will because this, if this does go this route, where it's a portable first and foremost, and you know docking for. Uh, home console play that, that is going to get the kind of third party support that the 3DS did see um, so we're not going to see it do a Wii U where after six months nobody gave a shit and uh, all you had was a Nintendo machine there are hopes for that but it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be about the, yeah it's going to be about the obviously um, how many how many platforms they can get into people's homes And but let's talk more importantly about the price right I'm going to I'm going to drop numbers and Ooh, then I want you guys to say, 
buy or no buy at this price, okay? okay? When this is all the information that we have uh, pertaining to the device as, as we know it, 250 Oh, hell yeah. I'll buy that, yeah. yeah. Buy 300 yeah, buy I'll buy the 300 Yeah, because that's about 250 over here, so I'd say yeah. Okay. Because that's, just, that's in line with current consoles. How much? 350 Depends on the launch games. Mm, yeah, I'm with you on that, Ken. And de- de- yeah, yeah. Yeah, three hundred fifty is. I think uh, is depending a, on the launch game. Yeah, it's gotta have it's gotta have a solid lineup of games. I can't get anywhere else for three fifty. So, but it's still, it's, but it's possible still, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Four hundred. That's no. where we're gonna have to draw. No, line. it comes no. it comes with four launch games you like for four hundred. It, it comes with Mario Kart. It comes with the cheaper uh, Mario bundle. With, it, comes with, it comes with Metroid. It comes with in the bundle. Yeah, for four hundred. Are you well, crazy? Well, no, not in the bundle, but. We're talking uh, like we're talking like it's gonna come out with the same game. That's the only I, system only. Oh, but it comes with four games you want to buy right off the bat. Oh, maybe. Yeah, mm. yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You guys are you guys are pulling for four hundred if the game lineup is there. If it's the like game, game lineup is there, yeah, four hundred. Five I think Mario. Five. No, 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 no. I don't no, care no. what's on. Regardless of the games is coming out. Regardless, no. no. <laughs> Regardless. It's backwards compatible to Wii U. No, no, no. I got a Wii U. I got a Wii U. I don't play it much. <laughs> so I can I can sell you guys till four hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'll push. Yeah. My my price for that is two fifty maximum. I think it's gonna. Yeah, I mean this again. If this stuff is true, this um this kind of setup is cost effective. You're talking about a, a, a mobile centric. Uh, well, it depends chip. on the screen. Yeah, I, again, I I really hope it's. I want a six inch. I want six inches. You can. I have bet that you, you do. Uh, <laughs> I want six inches. Um, anything more, and it becomes less portable. Um, and if it is, it just, a, it just doesn't that, feel as good, you know, John. When it's more than six inches, it just no, just, that's it. It just, yeah. it just, it's uncomfortable. I mean, that's that's enough. It's uncomfortable. Just, just to carry it around with you at all times, and just for that portability sake, you want something six inches. I think that's a good size. <laughs> and I think if. If we'll move from this, if we if they come out and it's that yeah that kind of portability, if it's got that kind of chip in it, that could be cost effective. You could see uh, a reasonable product. I mean, the docking station can't be that much. It's only going to be carrying uh, the uh, power or the image, and because that's all the power is all in the handheld part. So it's only going to be carrying the image to HDMI. That's going to be cheap as chips. So it's... And the the docking station can double as obviously a charging station too. So save some money. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it realistically, they they could come in with a price point that's similar to what the current consoles are at. Um, And if they've got a good launch lineup, that, that, that could be a turning point for them. I truly think it'll be 350. Three fifty. That's what I. That's what my guess is for the price of that thing. I think. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment given what the Wii U and everything has launched before. But the question is, like, you, right now you can get like an Xbox One and like four games for like two fifty. Yeah, you Easy. can. It's like it's cheap. But it ain't. But they ain't Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. It's not the new hotness, nope. and that's what people care about certainly. But yeah, and next man, really exciting stuff. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. All right. September could be cool. Could be. Yeah. Well, let's move on because we're yeah the short show. Done this short show's running long. I'm hungry. Yeah. So we got an email. Sure. 
comes from Chad. Uh, he says, and good thing John's here, because John's mentioned in this email several times. He says, hello gang, long time listener, first time writing in. Truth be told, I do harass Drew on Phoenix Down occasionally. Okay. First of all, I would like to take a moment to air a minor grievance. Oh, oh okay. You, you all should be nicer to John. <laughs> hey, John, fuck you. <laughs> it says, is he a limey bastard? Yep. Does his, no. does his country think it's better than the rest of Western Europe? Seems that way. <laughs> yes. uh, it is not. Does he sound like a refugee from Narnia? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, he says, but he's one of us and provides a fantastic perspective as a gent from across the pond. I appreciate you and hope you come back to visit again soon. Um, thank you very much. Uh, anyway, I've been thinking about the announcement for Skyrim Remastered lately and several epiphanies about why they are dropping it smack dab in the middle of the busiest release window of the year with a $60 price tag. I remember Skyrim as one of the first games to be played and tested on the earliest builds of the Oculus Rift. Do you think there's any likelihood that Bethesda is planning on making it PSVR compatible and holding off on that information until closer to launch? Seems like it would be within Bethesda's MO lately. Well, they are doing the Fallout 4 stuff, aren't they? Yeah. But that's only on Vive? Uh, it is, ex- yeah, it's a Vive because they, they've got a bit of a beef with Oculus, haven't they, over a lawsuit. So, yeah, I think that's Vive. But that, he's right. That does mean that that's, they have got a department that is working on that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I've never thought of that before, but that's actually... I mean, possibly with or without the VR compatibility, sixty dollars for Skyrim at this point is a ludicrous price point. I still, yeah, I still, um, I mean, that game will give me no end of joy, I'm sure, but it does sting a bit. Same with the the Ultima Alliance, and that's two bloody games. Um, I don't know, it's, they can, they can price it and they'll get away with it, so they will. Uh, if so, what kind of impact would that have on Bethesda's long-standing relationship with Microsoft? Bethesda has a long-standing relationship with Microsoft? Yeah, they did all their exclusive stuff with uh, Xbox. Like the Fallout 4 mods and all that stuff. Okay. Um, I don't think they'll have that much. I mean, if you look at Ubisoft and EA, they both have, depending on the game, have deals (laughs) with Microsoft and Sony in in place, so I don't think it'll really... Hell, Ubisoft's in bed with everybody. they got exclusive Nintendo games. What are you talking about? Ubisoft's a whore. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Of course they are. Uh, and for a l- another little wrinkle, Sony had previously commented that only wiggle room for disparity between the basic PS4 and Neo would be certain technical features that are only achievable through the increased processing power of the Neo. I believe one example they gave was 8-player co-op on Neo versus 4-player co-op on basic PS4. Could PSVR compatibility be considered a technically limited feature? What if they announce Skyrim Remastered will be PSVR uh, compatible, but only on the Neo? They have already come out and said there's going to be no disparity between the VR, whether it's on a Neo or a PS4. They will Games will play exactly the same. They oh. came out this week and said it. There you go. Uh, whether, whether that's true or not. Mm. Well, we'll see in a year or two. Mm. Uh, P.S. Let us never forget the fateful episode 12.7 that never had a chance. I'm assuming he's referring to Xeno uh, Gears Phoenix Down. Xeno <laughs> Gears. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of become a meme on itself with Phoenix Down. Uh, whenever they uh, 
ask for recommendations for what game they should play next, everyone should just say Xenogears. They'll they'll hmm. like it. It's it's a good thing. Yeah. All right, we got some tweets. Um, picking up a few from the last episode we did, which if you remember the last episode we did, it got real dicey at the end uh, with yes. with Jason's chicken noise that uh, yeah, yeah. That, he was like, it. it was it was during his weird phase. Yeah, he uh, we had a uh, tweets from Jeremy saying that was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that was definitely a close one. He says, I just finished the episode. It was like watching a train wreck about to happen. <laughs> I was in the train. Yeah, it, it, that train derailed as soon as the record button stopped. Just saying. Uh, Creed says, just heard they're making a Pokemon movie based on Detective Pikachu. Danny DeVito needs to voice Pikachu. <laughs> It's never going to happen, but my God, would it be fun? That'd be so perfect. <laughs> Have you heard the Japanese voice for Pikachu? Oh, it's weird. It's one of the most. It's it's so deep the voice. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen, but it's also magnificent. It's weird. <laughs> like uh, Darth Vader's voice coming out of Pikachu. I know it creeps me out. Uh, Adam says, "Can everyone please do the Transformer sound?" <laughs> What, as in the Transformers transforming? You know, the old cartoon sound. Oh, I don't know. I, nobody I can do, nobody can do that. that. No, no I, need, I need a voice modulator. Yeah, I can't. I, I used to do it when I was a kid, when I was playing with my toys. But it was. But just, it always sounded better than it actually was. You oh, remember well, it being sound. Yeah, in my head it sounded just yeah. like the cartoon, but no, like somebody standing in the corner watching me is like, what the hell's wrong with that kid? <laughs> um, Omega Boat... <laughs> He tweeted that. Uh, Adam also says, Damn, did you hire Jay to be the devil's advocate? He's so heated. Also, Shadow of the Colossus controls like ass. Someone agrees with you, Ken. I know, uh, right? I know. Uh, I, don't, I don't try to be the devil's advocate, but, you know, obviously we're all passionate about uh, gaming here. We, we talk about it. It obviously gets a little heated. But whenever we have arguments or disagreements, I don't take it personally. I mean, you know, I, I I poke fun at people's arguments all the time, but I'm not poking fun at them. As an individual, I don't call people, like, stupid or anything like that. So, no, nothing, nothing of the sort, but I, I do become a little disagreeable sometimes. It happens. No, well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that could also be it. Yep. Uh, Mighty Mookie says, Alabama Hot Pocket. What the flying fuck? I don't, I don't know what this. that don't, is. Don't, don't, don't Google that. Okay. Don't Google that. Is that one of those blue waffles? Once you've seen it, you can't. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. I'm not doing that then. Yeah. It's um. It's bad. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um. He also says, finally, this game is officially out. Starbound, another game of the year candidate for me. Oh, hey, Meh. Starbound. Yeah. Um. If you play Terraria before, it's the same guy that made that game. It's uh. It's pretty and cool. It's evident. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was good. I played the early access uh, a while ago. It was enjoyable. I heard it's finished now, so hey, cool. Uh, HD 8-Bit says, too much pea milk? <laughs> In reference to the picture that... Uh, was... Yeah, let's forget about that picture. Let's, uh, there's like, <laughs> like literally in the timeline of responses to the show, there's about 20 of that picture. Like, uh... it, it got retweeted to death. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad we had a show this week because Jeremy says my life feels so incomplete without my N4G podcast. Hope everyone is okay. 
Oh, you were so lucky you got a show this week, so you nearly didn't. <laughs> and he says, uh, I told him we would have a show this week, which I almost did not deliver on. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the thing I, I felt when you when I sort of when you said no one else was coming, I thought, Oh god, we're gonna have to Am, have am I show. no one else can? Is that how well, it you, is? Well with two people it, yeah, 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 it's yeah. trickier. Um, um but I I thought about some of the tweets you'd have to handle if we didn't have another show, so I thought oh well He did say he's looking forward to cramming his ear holes with everyone's melodious musings. Oh there you go. Enjoy. You can take my six inches and run with it. <laughs> John, don't lie. John, stop, stop saying six inches. You, just... You've only got four. Don't lie. I'm... <laughs> I think you're being pretty generous there, Ken. I've heard about the Brits. I've heard about their size. I don't... You know, let's let's be frank. They're angry uh, about something. Uh, this is, uh, I'm assuming this is a reference to our video series, which I'm glad somebody's watching it. Uh, Mighty Mookie says, Dim Costumes. <laughs> In costumes? Yeah, it's a it's a joke from when we played Marvel uh, Heroes. There's a there's a section in that game where you're going through like a mobster area, and the mobsters are constantly calling the the characters like the costumes are coming. Mm. Uh, so me and Drew kind of latched onto that, and we were playing Fury. We 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 brought that joke back up. Uh, so. Uh, Shogun says the Justice League movie trailer fucking dope. Let's hope the movie will be, but I have been burned twice. Is the stove still hot? <laughs> uh, it did. Do you know what? I think the trailers that came out of Comic Con last weekend were all pretty fucking good. You know, that Justice League trailer was like my dream when I was a kid to have that movie. So it was it was nostalgia for me. Sure, it might not be for everybody, and it might not be a great movie, but I almost guarantee you, I'll still enjoy the hell out of it. Well, yeah. it's a, that and the Wonder Woman, um, Wonder Woman trailer looked awesome. Um, I'm kind of gutted that the Spider-Man and Guardians trailers were kept behind closed doors. I don't see the point of that nowadays with the age of the internet. But um, still, what we saw, we saw a lot of DC stuff, and that was that was pretty cool. I love the Flash suit. I thought I think the Flash suit looks amazing. Did you like the cyborg CG? Costume? I kind I kind of like yeah, that. Actually, fine. it looked really yeah. cool. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, people get wrapped up too much on their nostalgia. Like it's got to look like the cartoons or whatever. No, I, I, don't, looks. I don't think it does. I, I think it shouldn't. I mean. I don't want the ex- actual X-Men movies with the original X-Men. <laughs> the uh, yellow leotards. Yellow spandex <laughs> and everything. No, I don't want that. Nobody... Well, okay, someone wants Hugh Jackman inside of that. But most people don't, including myself, so... Nobody. You know you know what my favorite thing about the Justice League trailer was? Was what? the fact that it had humor, and the last line in the trailer is Batman yeah. saying, I heard you talk to fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something that was missing, sorely missing from the Batman and Superman, so I'm glad it's taking itself less seriously. Yeah. And Flash, I, you know, the kid that plays the Flash, I'm with everybody that I was a little upset that they didn't pick Grant Gustin, because I think he made yeah. a good Flash. Mm-hmm, but the yeah. kid that's doing Flash in the movies looks like he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I uh, like that bit was my favorite bit of the uh, the trailer where he's like, oh, "We're putting a team together." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, like, no, no, no problems. Uh, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I thought that again. That just maybe um, nods to to where the direction of this movie, as opposed to something like Batman vs Superman, which yeah. is quite dark. It might be the light relief that that um, kind of franchise needs. So. I was I was very interested to, and no spoilers here. So, it, as, mm-hmm. as dumb as it is, 
But it was very interesting not to see Soups in the Justice League trailer. Yes. Because yeah. he's in it's the good. promotional image. Yes. But he will, that, I mean, yeah, bear in mind it's not a trailer, they called it a sizzle. Yeah, it's just, it's just footage for the yeah, fans. They'll, they'll be an official trailer, prob- I mean, when's that film that, That's out? like it's long April, away. Yeah, that film is next year, it's uh, yeah, summer. It's April, isn't it? Uh, I think it's summer, but I'm not hmm. sure. So it's, it's less than a year away, so we'll, yeah. we'll get us a nice trailer before Christmas. Uh, Shogun also says, Batman versus Jason Bourne, no time to prep, just fight, on site. My friends from the Nerd Plate started this debate, I got five on the bat. Uh, yeah, uh, no time to prepare though. Is it the Batman or is it Bruce Wayne? Is Batman wearing his suit? Yeah, because he's going to have an advantage if he's got the suit because they'll automatically have his utility belt. I don't think anybody can beat Batman. Well, Cause... no, when not, not when he's prepared. But he's talking about unprepared, right? Yeah, but Bourne can just fight, and Batman can fight. So, mm. but Bourne's very good at fighting. Well, the, the thing uh, about it is that, like, if you talk about the. Um... They talk about these uh, accomplishments of the previous heroes, right? What are the accomplishments of Jason Bourne? He took down some assassins, I guess, sure. Batman has fought fist to fist against Darkseid. Hey, hey. Like Omega-level mutants that can destroy the universe with a thought, okay? So you don't want yeah, a fictional character like that against a, a movie movie action hero. You know, you don't, It doesn't work. Hey, hey. Jason Bourne survived on Mars. Yeah, this, that's true. He's Jake. also he's also Matt Damon. Matt Damon <laughs> had to, didn't you? Just had to. Oh man, I love that movie. I need to watch. No, that movie but again. if the question was if Batman fought against Matt Damon, Matt Damon will win easily. Well, yeah, it's if Matt talking Damon. about Jason Bourne, it's, it's completely different. Well, it's a different story. Yeah. It's, it's no, I still weird. I still go with the bat. I'm always on the bat. Uh, he says, oh crap, can I hashtag them on here? Please don't ban me. I need friends in the Flash voice. Oh, great reference. <laughs> Uh, David says, like old school Castlevania, check out Holy Diva on the NES. Fantastic hidden gem in its library. I saw a speedrun of that game, and it made me never want to play that game. Really? I I don't remember that game. I'm going to have to check it out. It seemed very random in your progress, which doesn't bode well for me. Uh, Dusk says, finished Mighty Number no. 9 a couple weeks ago. That's a whole bunch of mediocrity. Agreed. You're, you, you guys can be wrong. <laughs> you said it yourself, that game. I know. You? I said it was okay. I said it was decent. I didn't say it was mediocre. I think decent is mediocre. No, not on our review scale, Jay. Isn't it about no. like the same as like one point off, right? Well, well yeah, but that's a point. <laughs> Who cares? I do. Well, scales don't matter. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so many damn good games coming this fall slash winter and not enough time. Boy, ain't that the truth. Damn right. Yeah, I think every time something gets... Announced like it's like taken up. I mean, when's War Warmaster thing? That's October, isn't it? It's Probably. Like, that's another, and we, that's you another... know, there's never been an official news release about this, but the fucking Dead Rising games are being remastered too. <laughs> yeah, there's that's um that's no that's September. I never want to play that no... first Dead Rising game again. Oh. <laughs> never. Yeah, that, uh... no. But my God, there are. I don't think I've. I can remember a year when it was that clogged after sort of mid-September. You know, I you know I don't talk about a lot of other podcasts, but I totally agree that every week you listen to the Giant Beast Cast, and Vinny starts off by saying it's the best time to be playing video <laughs> yes. games. Yeah, every week is right. That motherfucker's on to something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Dust continues on. Says, anyone excited for Abzu? Well, you clearly. Oh. I, I don't need to be excited, John. I already finished. It's already it. Been oh, you played. Yeah, you played. My it. review I, is written. It'll be up on Tuesday morning. Wow. I am excited to play it. So. After all the all the buzz and good good feedback I got from all the reviewers that were playing it, yeah. he says I kind of like chill games like that when I'm hung when I'm hungover. I say that uh, I can't wait to talk about this game on Tuesday. That's what I'll say because I can't say anything else. All right. Damn embargoes. Uh, he also says, what's everyone's favorite, sushi or sashimi? I love salmon sushi more than cooked salmon. I can't eat sushi. It makes me gag. I don't, I can't eat fish, period. Um, oh, I'm fish a, I'm fine, but... I like, I like salmon rolls myself, duh. But I don't, I'm not a big fan of sashimi, but I do like the salmon rolls, especially if you get it, uh, at the right places. The thing about sushi is that Obviously, you know, it's raw fish. You got to get it from the right sources. <laughs> I think people will think about prices too much and they get obsessed about getting value. So they go to like all you can eat places and stuff like that where a lot of the quality suffers. But if you go to proper sushi restaurants and have like a nice meal, you're not supposed to gorge yourself on sushi. It's not it's not it's not that kind type of meal that was designed for that. It's like, you know, there's like palate cleansers and everything else in between. So you go in there, you go for a nice meal. You have like a decent amount of portions and you're done. Um, but salmon, t- tuna, uh, both excellent. Oh, tuna's lovely. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, tuna. just just a word to the wise about food. If you're going in to eat raw fish, maybe don't skimp on the price. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just saying. You, the the hospital bills that you'll be paying for <laughs> later will surely. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, his final tweet says, "I try and play different games, but some genres I just can't get into. Sim racers, sports, mobas. What are genres you guys hate? I think I've been pretty damn clear about that. Roguelikes, roguelikes, procedurally generated fucking survival games. I can't ever seem to get on with many RTSs. You know, outside of like Starcraft, I'm inclined to agree with you." But mm-hmm. goddamn, I love StarCraft. Yeah, Never StarCraft it. is is, uh, is the exception to the rule. Even people that don't like RTS is like StarCraft because of the production <gasps> I, value. I did did love Civ Revolution, but that was slightly watered down. Yeah, that's like a that's like a my first R- um, yeah RTS. RTS for babies or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome that game. I, um, I hate and Halo games. Wars. I liked. Do you hate racing? racing games, man? Like any kind, like even simulation, arcade. Simulation arcade, I just find them boring. You don't I like Mario Kart? Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of That's, Mario Kart. I like Mario Kart thing. when it was versus when you're popping balloons with turtle shells and stuff like that. And super, or was it the Mario 64. Kart and SNES and 64? I played the shit out of that. But that was a multiplayer mode. When I'm talking about like single player, I play like Mario Kart on Wii U. It's supposed to be like a masterpiece. I played. Uh, this is boring. Oh god, I, I love it, Mario okay. Kart on the Wii U. And platformers also have fallen out of love with like the. The big platformers. Not, the, not a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, Sam says, The Killing Joke was fantastic in my opinion. Awesome adaptation of the comic. That is all I have. Uh, uh, have a great show, gents. Can I watched that this I, week. I have not watched it yet. I I have it. And mm-hmm. then I went ahead and pre-ordered the, um, the Super Edition. Gotcha. That comes with the comic and the Joker statue, and I was like, I will just wait until I can pop that Blu-ray in and watch all of it and all the features at the same time. It's very good. So I'm going to watch it Tuesday. It I, is very I, good. I, ha- I have issues with it 
but overall, it was an enjoyable watch. It's not, it wasn't amazing though. I've heard a lot of people having mixed opinions on it. Um, being such a huge fan of Batman and that particular comic, mm-hmm. I will hold my judgment till I see it. I'm sure I will enjoy it, but. Yeah, I, I I plan to enjoy my discussion with you when when you actually watch it. Yes, that's um, it was very cool. And if you have not beat Arkham Knight yet, spoilers, but it was cool to see some of those elements mixed into that game from that movie and that comic. Uh, mm. Creed says, with the rumors that the NX will be portable with a potential docking station to boost the power for TV play, does that make you more or less excited for Ninty's system? I think we more. Yeah, we, we cover that point. Uh, he says it personally makes me nervous, but I will still buy two of them: one for my boy AMD, one for, or I'm sorry, one for my boy and one for me. Really, two? <clears throat> Not five hundred bucks. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, that's an interesting thing because, like, that I always question people not not so much in their decision, but in their logic uh, when they already want to buy something that they don't know much about. Like This is all rumors we're going based on, right? So I'm not going to make a statement saying like, uh, oh, I'm going to buy DNX right now because we don't know how much it is. We don't know what game comes. We don't know what it is. And like, hypothetically speaking, it is exactly what we think it is from based on the rumors. Like It has to have some really great games for you to buy two of. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people buy blind. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some excitement excitement to that too but to me like budgeting uh, budgeting my resources and stuff like that to me is a is a game onto itself trying to get the best buck out of my money for the best investment kind of thing that's something that i'm always interested in from a consumer side so whenever i talk to people about getting giving recommendations to buy this game or that device i always break it down in very very logical ways to make it clear okay that'll be interesting to see how this pans out it's exciting, regardless, but mm-hmm. we will see. Uh, that's it. That's all the tweets. If you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. Uh, if you want to tweet at us individually, uh, John is at John WUK, Jay is at Bottomside J, and I am at ZTGD. Um, you can shoot us emails to podcasts at ZTGD.com. And check out our video series. Um, Drew is uh, tackling the Pokemon Newslock Challenge. Which I didn't know mm. anything about until he started sending me videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Drew attempted to play through Fury. Uh, that wraps up this week because he gave up on Fury. <laughs> uh, and Soma starts today. So nice. Go watch nice. that. There'll be a new into that. Yeah. I will not watch that until <laughs> I played it. But hooray! That's uh, yeah. there's a new episode of that every day for the next for month. a month. At least for the next month. We're not done with the game yet. Oh, Jesus. So, but yeah. Uh, if you like those videos, let us know. Um, we we will try to do more. Uh, it's very hard to do those videos because we have to have a special set of circumstances to be able to play those games. has to be on the PS4. has to have share play enabled. Or it has to have co-op. Or co-op. Yeah, we could do co-op games like you could play through like Resident Evil 6 or something. Great. Yeah. So, um, but there you go. Uh, that's it for this week. I'm glad we were able to do a show and fill your ear hole with six inches of glory. Oh yes, <laughs> that's that's the that's the uh, recipe for comedy. Jay, is you you lay the foundation and then you uh-huh. come back to it. 
I, I, I get it. And then you're going, this <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> is a nail on that joke's coffin. There you go. Mm, fair that enough. joke might not be back next week. We'll see. But that's it. So there you go. No offensive um, chicken noises this week. We're just going to say goodbye. And I do have a joke about the black people with watermelons and chicken, if you want me to. No, let's, let's, let's just no. cut this off now, shall we? All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Bye. Epic